This is Rowena Dooley asking Seoul citizens to report for duty. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Star Citizen Hangar. Now, I, I must confess, I am quite tired because I've been uh, waiting up all night for this to appear. And uh, it's took quite some effort to actually uh, get this thing running with all the, uh, the expected problems. However, we've uh, we've managed to get this thing running. So I've, I've literally just uh, loaded this up and yeah. So this, I believe, is my RSI Aurora, which is uh, from uh, the uh, Kickstarter Scout Scout, sorry, LTI package, which uh, I believe I backed Star Citizen with some time ago. I believe in October last year. Good lord, this uh, this looks like quite the thing. I, I, I oh, mother hell. So, in terms of optimization, um, this kind of feels okay. Um, however, well, it's not however, and it's not usually. Optimization is done at the end of the development cycle. So once they're finished with all the uh, design and stuff, they they'll then like work on the optimization so it'll run smooth. But to be honest, this looks quite impressive, even in this early alpha stage. I mean, this this what the hell? Should we should we go up top? Nope. Oh, climb, man. Can we climb? Maybe, we, maybe we can't. It looks like he wants to grab the lad. Oh, hmm. Ah, there we go. I'm not. I, I, I'll be honest as well. I'm sitting here with, uh, with just, just what the hell? Use, yes, use. Let's just say I'm sitting here in, in a less than fully dressed state because I'm just, uh, what the hell? I just couldn't. Oh. No. Oh, God. Uh, well, okay, let's forget about that for a moment then. We'll check the, uh, what's this? Good Lord. <laughs> Little display thing. I, I don't know why that gets me excited, but there you go. <laughs> This, uh, I suppose we best look at the ship anyway. This is the uh, the main thing. Now this is a, it's obviously a basic ship. It's not nothing super amazing. I think it's um, an ideal starter ship, or so they say. Um, I don't think we can get inside it. Maybe we can. Oh my god. Oh lord. Should we find out what the options are? <laughs> Let's uh, key bindings. Let's have a look. Pause, move forward, sprint, use F. Okay. Okay. We can sprint? Yeah! Anyway, yeah, let's uh, use F. Oh my god! Oh shit, that looked amazing, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, get in there, get in that sucker! Oh, oh my god. Oh my god, can I get in the seat? Oh my god, what the? 
Lord. Oh, I can even, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can mess with the controls a little bit. Oh. What the hell? I, uh, I don't know whether you can tell, but I'm quite impressed by this. I didn't, I expected this to be like in a pretty bad state, but this is pretty damn funky. Let's go and open that. Well, he messed with the controls before he gets out of the seat. <laughs> Greetings, 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 and welcome back to the Soul Citizens. I'm Griffin Gaming RPG, and uh, yeah, we are back. Sorry it took us a little bit to get here, but we are here. And boy, oh boy, it didn't take much to make somebody happy back in the days, did it, Cal Roddy? <laughs> no, it didn't. You can actually just, just see this interact with F, and that'll be it. <laughs> Instantly happy, man. Well, listen, uh, we want to introduce everybody before we get started today. Uh, from the far left, we have uh, our my counterpart, Fastcart FC. How are you? I'm doing well. I just got to say, things look funky back then. Things and, look and funky. You, by the time you, 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 you timed that ship, you, you, you could have made a sandwich and come back. It took so long to get to the ship back then. I know. I know. Thrakazog, thank you so much for that sub, man. Hey, thanks for the Appreciate that. Whammer says thank you. And to my left would be the man himself from down under, Kalradi. How are you? Pretty good. Glad to be here. Good, good. Good to see you from yesterday. Have you uh you left your buddy uh, Grimhex at home tonight? I take it, right? You didn't bring him along. <laughs> he was misbehaving, man. He wanted to buy something from some kind of thrift shop. I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Pops. Thanks for that sub as well. Oh man, Citizen Kelroy, thank you for that resub. We appreciate that as well. Well, you guys are kicking us off real good. Thanks. And last but not least, we've got a return. <laughs> Thrakazak, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Thrakazak. We have a returning guest, the man himself, Sub Geo. Geo, how you doing, buddy? Yo, what's going on, man? Thank y'all for having me back. <laughs> all right, all right. Look, y'all, y'all see that picture? He ain't changed. That was we took that picture when we were at the Chicago Bar Citizen just about a month ago. Mad, oh my God, Mad Style! Thank you so much for those thank ten you, community Mad subs. Style. Y'all show some love to Mad Style. If y'all got a gift of a sub tonight, thank you, Mad Style. And Mad Style, stick around. There's something for you tonight on the show. Um, yeah, Gio, it was Ooh. good to see you, man, at the uh, Bar Citizen. How you been doing? Oh, man, I, yeah, I had a blast. Like, that's, I always love Bar Citizens because when you go there, you don't see all the, you know, the wan wan salty boo boo content. You see citizens talking about ships and having fun. Not all that bullshit drama we get on a daily basis. <laughs> this ship don't have that paint or this feature ain't coming. It's just having fun talking about Star Citizen. And it always refreshes you when you go to those events, some it live was. events. It was, it was. Ladies good. and gentlemen, you can tell this is the real deal. Get money, you ain't pulling nothing back. Empty <laughs> <laughs> Stunner, MT, thank you so much for those 600 bits. You guys have put us on the hype train already. Thank you, Thrakazog, Shim Pasta. Thank you, Pasta. Oh my Ooh, God, you guys are kicking it off. Y'all starting off December, good, good night. We already at 14 out of 50. Woo. Jeez, OP, thank you guys so much. But hold on to your money because I got some stuff to share with y'all before y'all go. I got some good stuff to share with you guys. Um, listen, the title of this show today. <laughs> thank you, Shim Pasta. Thank you, Shim Thank you, Shim Pasta. Our all-time record is shattered, it says here. All right, thank you. Um, 
the show today is called Come and Gone. And as you guys saw at the beginning of the show, y'all saw some footage from eight, nine years ago that has not been seen in quite a while. Fast Cart, were you around back then when that's what the uh, hangers and stuff looked like? That was before uh, your time? Before, just before, I, just yeah, just before, before your time? I, uh, yeah. Gio, yeah. what about you? Were you around back then? Um, so I didn't have a shit, but I was paying attention to okay. the project. Okay. Um, uh, I was remember. one of those ones who sat back from the sideline, watching Watch all the YouTube you. videos and studying everything about it before yes, I bought a package and started complaining. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I did, I did the responsible adult thing to do, but I remember those hangers. Unfortunately, I was a council mm -hmm. best at the time and yeah. I didn't get a chance to, um, you know, drive around right. in, the, in those hangar modules and see those older ships. But yeah. I seen it on the uh, YouTube videos. Yeah, that was the first release of hangar module, if I'm not mistaken. Cal Roddy, were you around back then when that hangar module was out? Uh, just after, actually. So I, I joined in, in late 2014. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so we all came in on that next phase after that because that, yeah, yeah. that was the raw. That was the raw Aurora that y'all saw. That's why he was excited <laughs> because. These were the backers who had put up their money, but actually had nothing. They had nothing to see visually. And when they finally got that hanger, they were excited. Easy Ace, thank you. Thank you for that for three months thank subscription. You. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I am the same oh, color. Yeah, I, I got Oh my thank God. You, Abyssian. Abyssian, thank you for the five gift subs. Yeah, thank I, you guys. I, I, I'm mm -hmm. back in uh, October 2014, so just, that was just after the, um, not only the hangar module, but after um, Arena, Arena Commander first came out. Okay, okay. Well, what you guys saw on that video was some pretty raw footage. Uh, man, the Aurora, I, there were no textures on that thing. I mean, it looked pretty bad. I mean, everything looked funky. Everything, everything yeah. was placeholders. And but did you see how excited he got when he saw the door could open up and yeah. when he could sit in the chair? Citizen Svar, mm -hmm. oh my Svar, God, thank you. thank you for that. You guys are gonna make us hit the target. Thank you so much, Citizen Svar. Um, and then I was looking at those panels on the Aurora back then, and they were just placeholders. There was nothing really there. He got excited that the hands kind of reached out and touched him and everything, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool, right? Um, and you know, people coming from Elite Dangerous get, get, get that same feel ten or uh, eight years later when yeah. people when that that ramp ramp lowers people bring people to tears. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, we're gonna jump into it, guys. The reason why this show again is called Come and Gone is because there have been things that have come into the development of this game and they are gone. They've left. Uh, and the question we're going to present tonight are what are those things that we saw that we thought were really cool that we hope CIG will bring back? Some of the stuff they have told us they're going to bring it back. It left because they were testing it to see how it was. They bring it back later refined and even better. But some stuff we might be like, nah, we don't want to see that again. So we're going to have that today. This is going to be, that's why you kind of see that, that picture up there of the I, ICC, IS, ICC station. Y'all remember that? That's where Tessa Bannister used to be back mm -hmm. in the day. And on the right, well, there's a big black hole there. She's gone, all right? So we're gonna talk about that. But before we get into that, you might be wondering, Fastcard, have you asked, asked yourself, why is that barcode, that VR code on the screen? What is it called? What are those things called? Not VR code. VR code. QR Not code. VR. QR code. I'm saying VR. I've been thinking about my quest. Okay, the QR <laughs> code. Why is the QR code on the screen? Well, the reason why that's there, and we're gonna watch a video, because this month in December, last month, you guys helped us out with Gamers Outreach. We did charity. We did donations for that. In fact, where's my button? Did I put the button on here? I did. In fact, just so you guys will know, last month, okay, the button's not working. Hang on a second, because <clears throat> I have some good news for you. Wait 15 seconds. Wait 15, they have to wait 15 seconds? Is that how long they have to wait? Let me see, where is it at? Uh, GoFundMe. 
follow. I know I saved that thing on here. Where is it? Uh, it's not here. That is strange. Oh, I know why it's not here because I had that crash earlier. Let me bring this in, guys. Y'all know I like doing stuff professionally, but I, I really do want to bring this in. <clears throat> Excuse me. As I was saying, you guys helped us out with Gamers Outreach last month. Uh, all throughout that month, we kicked it off at the beginning of uh, when we did uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. And I want to show you what you guys did for children uh, who, where's it at? Where's it at? There it is. Boom. There you go. Oh, wow. During the month of, of uh, November, you guys donated $1,024 for Gamers Outreach. So shout out to you guys uh, for being able to donate funds that would help kids who are hospitalized, that they can have games and things to kind of help them in their rehabilitation. Uh, we really appreciate the fact that you guys did that. And uh, that was for the month of November. So thank you. Big shout out to you guys for doing that. Uh, during the month of December, we're reprising a fundraiser that we did a year ago. Uh, we and, and, and Gio, you'll remember this person. A year ago, we talked about uh, our charity uh, benefit for Jennifer Bryant, who is the daughter of Aliciana Noir. We told you guys about Aliciana's daughter having a very rare illness, uh, kept her so she couldn't work. She has two young children. And Aliciana has had to kind of shift a lot of her life in order to take care of both her daughter and granddaughter. They started a GoFundMe a year ago with a goal of $5,000. They hadn't reached that goal. We did do some contributions last year, but we haven't mentioned it very much over the last se or several months, but we're bringing it back for the full month of December. We want you guys to take a look at the video. Some of you may remember Aliciana from back in the day. She was one of the early, early content creators, right, Gio? Super yes, early, right? Was, yeah. And not she only that, OGs. OG, one of the first African-American females that was playing Star Citizen and putting out content creation. And she had her own blog. She did science fiction. Really, really cool person. In fact, when we started Soul Citizens, there were two people that were on my list to talk to to start this off. And one of them was Aliciana. The other was Fast Card. But Aliciana was in transition. <laughs> Aliciana was in transition at that time, getting a new job. She said, Griff, I, my time's not there yet, but maybe. But then these other things started happening in life. So let me show you guys a video of her and some content because you can see how much impact she had on the community because CIG even recognized her uh, for a period of time. So let's take a quick look at her video and then we'll come back and talk about it. Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of Citizen Spotlight, where we get to talk to some of the amazing content creators within the Star Citizen community. Joining me this week is YouTuber Aliciana. Hey Aliciana, thank you for joining me today. Hi Tyler, thank you for having me. You've had a gaming blog for over a decade. Why did you start making Star Citizen videos? Well, I've been gaming, primarily doing MMOs for a really long time, and I always blog about my adventures. And so I started including pictures of Star Citizen, but the scope and fidelity is really just hard to explain, I think, in words and to be captured in a still photograph. So I wanted people to really understand what I was experiencing this early in the game's development life cycle. So I wanted to include video. Can you tell the viewers what kind of content people can expect to see on your YouTube page? I primarily do two shows. One is Casual Citizen, which is ship reviews, game mechanics, talks about the content that's currently in the alpha or what's upcoming. And then I do something a little quirkier called the Star Citizen Night Bus, which is a lot of op-ed lore. And I've recently started doing some fan fiction set in the Star Citizen universe. I'm looking forward to future episodes. One last question before we go. 
What is your favorite ship so far? It's going to be the ship I purchased last, which was the 890 Jump. That's an excellent choice. Thanks again for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you for having me. That's all for Citizen Spotlight. Let's see what's going on this week in Star Citizen. Okay, I know, Gio, you were around back then when they used to do Citizen Spotlight, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And Alyssiana was one of the first people I used to watch, believe it or not. When I don't know how I stumbled across. I think it was because somebody I was playing Eve with, she told me about Alyssiana, and that's what got me into checking her out. And Alyssiana used to do those full, make up those stories and everything and reviews, which I really, really liked a lot. Um, oh, yeah. The reason why we're sharing this with you guys, as I mentioned earlier, Alyssiana's daughter uh, is suffering from an illness, and we want to be able to help contribute toward their GoFundMe. Um, this is the information that's coming up. It's a charity fundraiser. It's on GoFundMe. It's been up for the past year, a little over a year, in fact. Uh, there's the barcode for it. Now, two barcodes are there. One is for the GoFundMe, the one on the right, okay? If you want to give directly to them, you can do that. If you need some incentive, the barcode on the left is tied to our merchandise store. And we created brand new mugs specifically because of this fundraiser. Uh, each one of those mugs is based represents one of the team members, a part of Soul Citizens. One of their famous quotes, uh, like Colossal, for example, saying, live, live, flying a Drake, dying a Drake. Uh, um, you've got uh, Fast Cart, what's your line, Fast Cart? Banu Merchant Man. All right, there you go. Banu Merchantman is on there. Abdi <laughs> yeah. uh, with that super cool. Jade's uh, living in Levski, living the Levski life. All that stuff is there. Uh, you guys can support us by purchasing a mug and any contribution, any monies that come in through that uh, for the month of December, not just those items, anything that comes through our uh, Streamlab store will be donated to uh, the GoFundMe for Jennifer Bryant. So there's the barcode. If you want to get one of the items, you could do that on the left. If you want to go directly to their GoFundMe and you can read the details on their page, check the one on the right. And we're going to do this again at the end of the show. So you guys, you know, don't worry about it. You will see it again when, we, when we're ready to go to that, okay? Um, again, we were talking about what the theme of this show was for today. And the theme for today is this idea of come and gone. Uh, a lot of stuff has come and gone over the years. Some things are in the game that we enjoyed. They left some things we hated were in the game have left. Uh, geo has been around. calrati has been around. Fast cars have been around. I'm going to jar their memories a little bit. I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to laugh at some of the stuff that we take a look at and hopefully those of you who've been around for a long time, you'll be able to reminisce with us as well as those of you who are new to the game. You'll be able to see the stuff that you didn't have to go through, that we went through on your behalf, that you didn't have to deal with, okay? So, on the right, you also see the number of where uh, Jennifer Bryant's GoFundMe is at. It's at 3887. We want to help them reach their goal of $5,000. So, whether we do it today or through the month, you guys definitely feel free. If you want to give to that versus subscribing to us, hey, we have no problem with that. Uh, but we do want to help them reach for the holiday season, especially that goal of $5,000. Okay, I'm through talking. Y'all ready? I don't know if oh, they're ready. They ain't I'm, ready. I'm, re I'm ready now. They ain't ready. They ain't ready for none of this. Oh, oh, he's, oh Lord, he's ready. Okay, he's ready. All right, I hope, I hope y'all ready. Dark Knight and Griffey's going to know what this is. All right. Only the real ones know. So we broke these down into categories, right? And we started out at the beginning showing you all what the hangar module looked like. And there was an item in there that they showed in the hangar module, but it wasn't working at the time. And they put it in later and it wasn't working then. So we're gonna talk about <laughs> the very first item in the hangar module. These are the items we're gonna cover today, all right? And the very first one is gonna be the uh, the hollow table. All right, let's take a look at it. Let's just uh, 
Grab the hollow panel. You're triggering me, Griffin. You're triggering me. By the way, if you don't know how to use this, you have to press Bad memory. With your mouse. <laughs> like a small cursor thingy. Let's see, we got the hornet uh, all the way down there. Now, Geo, I don't remember. When you use this, was it just to modify your ship, or did you, you didn't Maybe call you your ship up with yeah, this? Did you, or was it just that when you want to modify it? Modify. Uh, yeah, I think I think it was the modify. Uh, yeah. So if you wanted to change out the guns, any of that type of stuff, that's what was going on with that. Cal Roddy, were you around back when that was in the game? Yeah, I was there, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, so why don't you elaborate on the unfortunate aspects of the hollow table? What what are the unfortunate aspects of the hollow table? Yeah, so first of all, while it was really cool to see and be able to actually modify your ship and everything, it's just the ability to actually choose the components. It, it's it was the UI, man. It was the ability to interact with those components and drag and drop them. Sometimes you, you weren't sure if they're dragging the right thing. Sometimes, like, the graphics will just kind of glitch out in case there was a driver issue. But it was just an interaction or lack thereof of the components. I mean, and I heard from a bunch of different people that they had their own experiences, too. But I don't miss it. Okay. <laughs> right. Gio, what about you? Did you ever mess around with the hollow table? No, unfortunately, at this time, I wasn't, I was a council peasant, so I was just watching the Ooh, videos. Lucky I guy. I was jealous. Well, I ain't gonna lie. These videos actually used to get me hyped because I'm like, I've never seen anything like this. Mm -hmm. So this, I was just, I just kept watching and watching. Right. Seeing all this cool stuff that eventually made me buy a package in that 2014. But I remember watching this stuff in 2013. Okay. Okay. FC, what about you? Bad memories, man, because especially if you want to change out your ammo and stuff like that, mm. it's like you, you had a pixel hunt because you just click on the, right, the wrong place, it, it won't work. You had a pixel hunt and, and drag and, and, and you can't do it all at once. You got to do it one by one sometimes, especially for missile. Yeah. It was a pain, man. Yeah. Visually, you thought it was cool. Like Gio said, when Visually, you saw it, it was cool. you thought it was going to be cool. I appreciate the idea. Of it. Yeah, but when you started messing with that thing, you were like, man, who built this thing, right? I mean, it was a really frustration. <laughs> it rotated. It turned. Uh, it would say weapons. Uh, uh, what was the other things at the top? It said weapon. What well, it says there now? P uh, power weapons. All the different components. <laughs> you could rotate the thing. But it just, I don't know. There was something about the UI that just did not, I don't know, just didn't work well. <clears throat> like I said, some of you all may remember that crazy thing. All right. Uh -huh. Like I said, you go back in 2014 and just think like what games were out then and you see something cool like this. Yeah. And you've, you've been a fan of Space Sims. That's true. Spaceship games. You see this like, oh, I got my own hangar. Mm -hmm. This ship, these graphics at the time were real top notch. Right, right, right. So people are like buying in and looking at this like, hey, I got to get in this. Mm -hmm. like, that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> Even right. though it was, it was janky as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. Let's look at the next item. This was from Board Gamer. I'm going to play this one and I actually want us to listen to it because Board Gamer is actually comedic on this. Some of you all have seen Mr. Refinement's cabinet of rare and exquisite spirits. But some of you don't know is that the actual cabinet used to work. And we're going to show you what it was like when it worked. Here we are, guys. Monkey from Board Gamer here. We're here today looking at the latest batch in Star Citizen. Well, we're not. We're just looking at alcohol. Uh, they've implemented the getting drunk system properly now. I say system. You have a few pints. Or, uh, well, not pints. That'll probably kill you. Um, you I forgot about the heartbeat we start beating. Check more on our face. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lug, lug, lug. I'm sure there's quite a few videos of this out at the moment, but not me doing it. 
Look at me doing it. It's the same as someone else doing it, but with my voice and then my choice of liquor. Now, the one on the far right, that doesn't look like a liqueur. Like liqueur. It's like shoe polish. So, can I, can I, I want the, I want the one in the tin. Give me the one in the tin. I want the one in the tin. Um, as other British Look people, you, know, you actually um, you made him start drinking. Bad influence, Darcy. It's a bad influence. It's a ghost. It's an alcohol ghost. Okay. See, so we gotta ask them. They got some cider up there. Yeah, right. So, now, some of y'all may be saying, okay, what's the big deal with the drinking? Well, what you start seeing is your vision starts to get blurry. Let me take some reason. interesting he says i'm gonna try this with the oculus later some of you guys may remember at one point you could use the oculus and play star uh -huh. citizen they had a weird way that you could do it where you could be in vr in the early days some people still do it there's a couple people on stream that still do that um i can't imagine i can't imagine getting, getting drunk like that in the oculus because that'll give you some weird motion oh, oh, i can't minute. oh it'll really throw you off big time crazy migraine so that'd be crazy yeah you know i remember when we and fast card you've talked about this dozens of times about wishing that the hangar flare was working again right? back 
Yeah, yeah. Damn, I, I miss the hangers because, like, every path, you know, we were gonna reset, and I, I would redecorate, redecorate my hangers, and that was that was fun for me. So I miss doing that. I, I would um to take my ship because the hangar had good lighting, and you, you can get a good look at the edge of the ship and, and inside the hangar. So I missed that. Yeah. And <laughs> you had the plant, you had the armor, you had the flares, the mm -hmm. subscriber flares, and everything. You can you set it up like like you want to. That that was fun for me, and I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Kalradi, we'll go to you on this one, because <clears throat> you know that right now CIG is working on PES, right? The persistent entity right. streaming. And even when we did this, having these items was done in the hangar module, which was separate, yeah. easier to keep track of where things are, where things are placed. But we, when we do have these bars and stuff in the current live game, we've never really had these items sitting around until recently, right? We can get the beers and things like that. But in the early days, Everything was static, right? Even now exactly. with the new C8R, they actually put items inside of the medical mm -hmm. cabinet now that yes, you can grab. Bars, right? all those things, yeah. So do you think that they'll start like on, you know, the Phoenix or other ships start to make these items accessible or where you can put stuff in them now and use them? You know, I would hope so. I uh, no, um, hope so. As we get closer to being able to live out in the verse and promote the, you know, the whole uh, being able to like, you know, go in and, kind of limit or slow down how frequent you need to actually restart at a particular um, home base or space station. I would assume similar to how they even did it with the Redeemer, I think, if I recall correctly, that was the first ship that they, that they started doing it with, but they had the drinks and everything and they followed up with the C8R, with the C8 Pisces. Yeah. Um, I would hope that they start doing that with, even with older ships, you know, start populating them. Um, considering that, you know, they uh, started uh, giving us those hangar flare, that we can, you know, go into the VMA and, and edit our ships in. So even with the drinks and snacks and those things, it would be pretty nice for yeah. them to, you know, use certain item ports. So even, you know, just random placements yeah. um, that, you know, they can just put those drinks in there. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Aloysius, thank you so much for that sub. Thank you. Remember you from yesterday. Thank you, Aloysius. We appreciate that. Uh, Gio, let me ask you a question because you talked about earlier how when you saw things in the game earlier, it actually kind of hyped you up in the sense of, you know, man, do I really want to back this game and support it? And CIG has kind of had this theme of, and I don't want to say this the wrong way, but they've had this theme of alcohol in the game, right? They've got bars locations in the game. Some ships actually have bars on them. What do you think they could do in relation to gameplay? Because obviously it's, it's funny to sit here and watch somebody get drunk, but the question becomes, can they maybe create something with the bars that actually in some way or other helps you as a player. And I don't know if that means you, you have to drink a certain drink if you get poisoned. I mean, is there something that they could do that makes this beyond just oldest laugh and watch people stagger around, but actually there's a good reason to have a bar on your ship or to carry alcohol on your ship? Well, I mean, you could probably use as like cool, maybe like assassin tricks at the bar mm. and you're trying to take a, an NPC out or a bounty sprinkle something in their drink, hanging out at the bar. Hmm. Um, hmm. But besides that, it's harder for the kind of make gameplay yeah. with drinking besides, you know, being goofy and partying in the game. Could we, um, could, could we do something? Maybe there's a mission where you meet somebody at a bar, you actually have to buy them a drink maybe or something like that. That, type of, that could be a thing too. You buy, yeah. you know, you get connections with a certain NPC mm. and maybe they tell you something cool about, hey, I found there was this 
ship crash mm. on you know such and such moon or whatever mm -hmm. they give you a little hint and then you can go check it out just from buying them a drink so you can open like little gameplay missions mm. mini games or something like that with it that would be cool because i'm thinking about like you know how when we get to a certain level i think concierge they give you the radagast bottle right and it's like okay well mm -hmm. it's nice to have you know and i probably would never open mine up i keep it but even so like I said, you know, like you said, maybe you go to a bar, maybe you buy a certain drink here, like that pink one. And if you deliver that to a certain person, it unlocks something, right? That would be actually, like you said, very cool for some type of mission added stuff. Okay. Very and cool. then like our, our, our night night said, the mix master is coming in. Yeah. So that's going to be a mini game in itself to make drinks and make sure they're leveled out or outright. Mm. You got the right alcohol, the right mm. amount of, you know, something to chase it mm -hmm. with. And, mm -hmm. and it's going to affect customer satisfaction. There you go. Um, if they really like your drinks or mm -hmm. and it was just okay to water down. Right. Good idea. Yeah. You're going to say FC? I got one for you, girlfriend. Yeah. So when you do a VIP escort mission or you want to take a VIP from one location to another, having drinks on your ship may be beneficial. You might get a better reputation with, with VIP. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Even though I don't know how comfortable I am with that term VIP escort, Cal Roddy, if you know what I mean. But okay, yeah, okay. I mean, but I, <laughs> but I you're right, Pascal. You're go. absolutely right. Okay. All right, let's go to the next one here. Uh, which is oh, here's one. The gun range. Who remembers the gun range? This is Hold on, wait, real quick. One right? thing with the hanger before we go there. Okay. Did you did you guys remember how you used to be able to flex and have all your ships lined up? Oh well, we'll get to that. Hangers. We'll get to that. That's coming up. That's coming up. Don't worry, it's coming up. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. I'm going. I'm going too ahead of myself. Never mind. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I thought we were going through a whole other slide. That's okay. okay. Here we go. From the table, as you'll know, it brings up in the game world, which is of course major, major cool. Now you select the uh, gun rack the same way you do a ship like so it's got this gun mount on there that i'm not sure it, you can take it off but you can't seem to put it on anything else i think it's just there to facilitate you remember this is well this was originally a developer tool so they could test out mods and stuff okay weapons i have three different type of weapons here i've got uh beringer m3 beringer beringer that's a sound my my sound equipment is beringer we've got a bearing m3a laser which uh i rather foolishly bought when i first pledged by using some of my credits and it wasn't very nice. I have some Bering Marksman HS quad platform missiles from my Aurora LN back there. I'm not sure those fit on, but we'll check that out in a second. And I have the CF007 Bulldog Repeater, uh, which is another gun we're going to test. But we will start off with the Bering M3A laser. Now, scroll over to weapons up here, drag the laser or whatever weapon you're using onto the mount, as you see, we'll equip on here. Now, press tab and you release and go back to walking control. Now, keep in mind, the model in the game world won't change until you close the hollow table by pressing F. And boom, it's there. Now, this uh, the sound is a bit disjointed on this and it might get a bit loud, so I may not talk through this. One second. Okay, it's not that bad. It's a bit disjointed. Uh, I don't think there's any sound going back up, which is okay. But you kind of expect there to be if the sound going down, the camera goes a bit disjointy for a second, and then you're on the gun mounts now this is basically what you have you have your sort of outline crosshair of where your point mouse is pointing you've got the crosshair for where the actual gun is pointing because obviously it has limitations uh considering you're not directly on top of the gun you are in fact next to it which is it's okay i guess that's how your uh, your cannons on your actual ships are going to work now if i simply take these and fire one thing I was expecting when I first picked this up was I was expecting the gun to have a little bit more kick. Yeah, it doesn't actually feel like a gun at the moment. Um, however, looking at it and the way it feels to, to use, 
it feels as if it should be in space right now. Uh, now, notice the great sound effects on that gun, by the way. Uh, right. Were you guys? <laughs> now they did. They did import that into the next generation of hangers. Do you guys remember that when it was in the hangar? Did you ever use it? You never used the vest. I, I completely did not know it was there. Really? <laughs> only when it, 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 when it was a, a subsequent update that I knew it was sticking up. Yeah. Okay, so you guys only were there then, probably when that hollow thing came in, the the thing that you used to get into to play Arena Commander. Oh, the, the pod. Yeah, the, the pod. pod. You all were there then, right, but y'all yeah. weren't yeah. around when the gun used to be in the hangar. Wow, no. Gio, were you around when the gun was in the hangar? No, I don't think I was. Oh man, I'm the when OG was the in the gun, room. Like what year there? That, you know, that, had, to be, that had to be tw early 2014, because I remember that being in the hangar. Yeah, like I said, we are late 2014. Okay, I, had, I got my package March 2014, so maybe I just didn't uh, even. You probably made a monkey with it, yeah, because it was it was on the far right end of the hangar. This is the, in this hangar, it was over here, but it used to be on I, the far right, and then they took that out and put the pod in later. Uh, cause I saw it yeah, in the hall table, but I was completely oblivious of what that was. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That yeah. Was pretty, I, pretty I, I'm there too. Yeah, it was pretty funky. But that was the and and if and some of you guys might remember that back at this time, people used to be well. This was 2014. So later, if you remember when we first started getting combat and stuff, people used to talk about how terrible the sound design was in Star Citizen compared to Elite. Because Elite did have a great sound design for their guns when you went dig dog fighting and yeah. stuff. And, 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 and Star Citizen was real flat. It wasn't there yet. You know, now it's, it's great, you know. But back then it was kind of wonky. But if you notice there, all you heard was like a clicking sound. It was nothing when it came to that. But yeah, we used to have a gun range in the hangars, y'all, back in the day. You could test out your different guns that you put on your ships. And uh, yeah, you shoot at those Van Duel, tar <laughs> Van Duel targets. Okay. Um, here's a throwback that's not on the list for these guys, but I know this is gonna make fast card smile. See if y'all remember this. The fish tank. Now, this is a crab. Not only was there a fish tank, y'all, they were fish. <laughs> they were, and they worked. And they worked. There was a crab in there. Uh, in fact, the crab that, that crab kind of <laughs> reminds you of the crab that's the pyro crab a little bit, but yeah, he's a crab, yeah. you know, but if you can see him right there, see that little cove, that little orange thing, that crab would move around and stuff. But this used to be another <laughs> thing that was really cool to have in your hangar. And you could, you could actually, that console you see on the right, you could click on that console and you could pick with fish you wanted to have in there. If you just want to have one type of fish, I think there were like five types of fish. Or if you uh, wanted to have, yeah. yeah, it was a seven. Yeah, it might be right. You might be I right. Might, you might be right. The fish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shanks, four giggles. Thank you for that follow. Appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, that used to be another cool thing that was in the hangar back in the day. And uh, they took it out. And I know we said we missed a lot of the hangar flare that was in the game. Uh, but that was definitely one of the ones that we all really, really liked was the uh, the good old fish tank. Uh, did you have all the fish fast cards? Did you just have some of them or what? I had most of them. And again, I, I was still working on them b before they took them out of the Voyager direct store. <laughs> okay, okay, yep. So if you guys, I actually have some in my buyback, believe it or not, because I've, I've got a set. I think I've got a set in my hangar and a set in buyback. I, I got to go back. Now, I, I got four, we, I think. Now we... 
Oh, sorry. Now we have two fish tanks. We got the the regular one that we get from the Skyler Flare, and we got the um the full one now. That's more oval shape. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Here's another Ooh. one. Yep. Yep. You got two of them. The, the full is different. The full fish tank is different. That's oh. Five, five of all. I didn't you get a fish tank. I didn't know there was a different Ooh. tank though. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't have five referrals. I need five referrals. No. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think I have that. That's hey, interesting. Man, I had to become my own referral to get that. Thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess I know what you mean there, Fast Card. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Hey, so, Blue made a good point that the uh -huh. fish were in the April Fool's joke. They were swimming in the hangar as well. Yeah. Oh right. yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. You gotta be a real OG to remember that. That's right. That's uh -huh. right. I forgot all about that. That's right. God, somebody oh, tell us to find love again and date. Somebody please oh, kill that. I'm on it. Every it's week is always somebody. Always somebody. Yeah, always somebody. Okay. All right, enough of the fish tank. Let's go on and step up to the next one. Uh, you know what? We will talk about expanding ramps because I couldn't find video, Geo. But what Geo was talking about was back in the day, you the, okay, like most of you all know that when you go in the hangar, you spawn your ship and then you get two or three ships in there. But back in the day, if you own 10 ships, you could call all 10 ships out. And if you called out more than three, it would create another hangar bay. And then you would fill that up with three more ships. And then if you called out seven Ooh. ships, it would open up another hangar bay or depending on the size of the ship. If you had a ship that was really big, like a retaliator, that might take up one whole bay by itself. Cause back then I think the biggest ship was probably the retaliator, right? Because the Starfarer wasn't out back then, was it? When we had the expanding yeah. hangars? The largest was the Retaliator, the Andromedas, stuff like that yeah, was like the, the big ships. Thing, the biggest problem with the Andromeda, because the Andromeda back then had so many polygons, it would, yeah. it would uh, make your PC uh, slow down to a crawl. Yeah, that's true. Forgot about that. Okay. All right. So that was the thing with the, we're talking about the expanding hangars, but that was kind of an interesting thing. The oh, next, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Riding those buggies around and seeing all your ships was like one of the best feelings. Yes. Just, going there and showing your friends. It was like a little museum for your ships. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that sucked, and maybe some people don't know this, but back then, the reason why people were really into hangars was because CIG had told us that someday your friends will be able to come into your hangar with you. And so people were always, that. couldn't wait, right? That was the thing we were looking forward to was that yeah. your people could come in and check out your stuff. That's why you bought all them flair uh -huh. and everything, okay? Which All right. is gone right now. Yeah. And speaking of driving in your hangar, Geo, let's talk about this one here. See if you remember this. Now, some of y'all may not remember you could be evil Knievel in your hangars back in the day. Sure could. <laughs> and that's an expanded hangar. Like, I love all the all these rooms like in the hangar. It's like amazing. Yes. And there was even a hoop in the air that you could jump your car through and you couldn't destroy your, your your car back then either, which was another good thing. You could tear up stuff as you could see. <laughs> but you could <laughs> I don't know, could you turn no, it over? No planet side, no planet side, with no flying no ships, this was it. Uh, yeah, could you turn it over back then? I couldn't remember, could you turn that thing over? I don't think so, no. I just remember, you, yeah, I think it would stay pretty level. I don't remember it actually flipping on its side or anything. Because then you'd be in trouble. All right. But yeah, the ramps were in there. This was something else. Now, there were some people who took ramps to another level. And that was people who decided to do hacks 
Now, don't ask me how they did this, because back then, ships did not fly in their hangar. But y'all tell me how they did this. And back in my day, now, we couldn't fly the ships. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't fly the ships in your hangar. But somebody figured out a way to get this Hornet to fly. This oh. freaked me out. Now, they I probably put it in, um, in, in single-player mode back then. It wasn't connected to the server, and yeah. Yeah, I don't remember being able to... I mean, the engine is on on this sucker. Look. That's the military uh, guns, too. <laughs> and then there. they proceed to take it through the hoop. Now, don't ask me why they thought they were going to take this thing through the hoop. Okay? I don't know. But uh, don't know. obviously, that was not... <laughs> Obviously, that was not going to work, okay? Ship didn't blow up or nothing else. But people found weird ways to hack back in the day. And, Gio, you probably remember mm -hmm. people used to hack all types of stuff back then. Because back then, the stuff wasn't the server side. It was all XML on your, on your local yep. right yep. back then. Yep, people would figure out a way to get in and do all types of weird stuff in their ships, okay? All right, so enough of that. We're going to get off this stuff and start moving into... Uh, another area uh which is the area of dealing with missions okay so let's talk about missions for a little bit <clears throat> somebody who is very well beloved calrati do you remember her uh, i remember the asset man i remember the asset tessa banister this is one of our trivia questions yesterday at the bar of citizen yes it uh, was mm -hmm. tessa was the one of the first was the first mission giver if i'm not mistaken that we got in the game uh you would have to get in your ship at port olisar this is when there was only a Port Olisar, by the way. And you would get in your ship and you would fly a certain direction. You could lock on and find this ICC station. And when you got there, as you approached it, Tesla would talk to you and give you missions. And this is what would happen. This is what, we're just going to show just the first mission for everybody. I don't think that's her. I don't think so either, but it's the only one I can find. So, what do you guys remember about the Tesla Bannister stuff? Gio, I'll start with you. What do you remember about the Tesla missions? Uh, I, I don't know specifically the mission I remember was the one you had to, what station was that you had to go invest, uh, in, invest, investigate. Um, what was the name of that station? Oh, no, you thinking about the Kovalex mission? 
the Kovalex. Yeah, that wasn't a Tesla. That wasn't a Tesla mission, though. Her voice would be there, but that wasn't a Tesla mission from the ICC station. Okay, so uh, no, maybe the one I'm thinking about is the one I had to go save that dude in that constellation. Yes, that was one of them. That one, okay. Maybe I did them back to back and thinking she was in them. Um, But yeah, I I remember that mission. That was fun. Kind of your first kind of mission to go save an NPC and get Mm -hmm. them out of trouble um, that we we saw. Mm -hmm. Um, I was hoping we could going there and boredom. I was looking forward to that, but it, it never uh, really happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe go help out, uh, go help them and stuff, but it gave you a nice little peek into the future of what may happen. So that mm-hmm. was my favorite mission from her. Yeah. FC, what about you? Do you remember any of the Tesla missions? I never participated in them. I just know a lot of people claim Tesla as, uh, as, their, as their wife, uh, <laughs> their spouse, and, and, and when they took her away, they were like, the spectrum went crazy when they took her away, man. Holy <laughs> shit. It was, if you, 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 you would have thought that they shot that dog or something. There was a lot of wailing, oh. <laughs> lamentations of everybody, men and women, wow. all over the place when they took her away. Wow. But yeah, um, so, so someone mentioned in, in chat just now a, a beacon instead of beacon because of her accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kel Roddy, what about you? Do you remember doing anything with Tesla? Yeah, I remember I learned off every single line because of how many times I played it over again and again and again. Yeah. Um, I reached a million Alpha UEC um, by playing Tesla's missions in the wow. 2.2 branch. Wow. And that was feature each but i just enjoyed it particularly because he even though uh even though it was the same exact things that i've done over and over again it was nice there so from time to time you'd actually see other players if they were pvping at at a particular Mm -hmm. area Mm -hmm. it was sometimes difficult to actually go there because they may destroy your ship yeah so i played it because of that spontaneity and that you know that kind of vision of what we wanted with regards to the emergence that we even have now Right. right so it was really cool, and plus, I think one of the missions had um and had Vandal ships too. So that was that was unexpected. Yeah, but it was really cool to see them. Yeah, the the Tessa thing too. There were ten missions that you had to do. They were progressively get more difficult. But the thing that they did with the Tessa missions was teach you how to do stuff in the game through those missions. So the very first one was just a simple EVA mission. It got you to go outside of your ship. You had to you had to navigate through some wreckage and find this black box, which is what you saw in this mission here. You'd retrieve that black box, bring it back with you, and you would get back in your ship and leave. Now that was pretty tough back then because the grids were not great in the ships. And if you had an Aurora or something, it was truly a struggle to bring that box, put it down, hope it didn't bounce around, blow you up, whatever the case may be. But those missions ultimately, if I remember the very last mission was against, was it a Van Duel? Yep, it was the Van Duel. It was a Van Duel that you had to fight at the end if you yeah. got to the last mission. And to Gio's point, the mission he talked about, you had to fly into like a little asteroid belt where that Connie was because he was asking he had a distress call and you had to get that guy out of there. So they would teach you different things about how to play the game through these missions. And like you said, Fast Card, there was a lot of weeping and wailing when they took this away because oh this, my is, God. this is how we got what we wanted to do in the game. There was, I mean, if you wanted some missions and stuff, Tessa was that source and that's where it all came from okay all right hey, everyone you know everyone hypes her up but to be honest when she left i didn't even notice <laughs> maybe that's just oh, me man. <laughs> that's hype. I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie yeah. Hype is just there. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't okay. bother me but i remember people were upset it didn't i, I was like okay yeah, well oh, no. they're testing yeah they're oh, i saw too i seen the salt on on youtube videos <laughs> the streams 
Forms what are they doing? What are they doing? Also, yeah. What are they doing? They taking Tessa. They taking Tessa. All right. And and, and we, we, we we talked to um Jared about Tessa uh, a, a while ago on on, on a bus, one of the bar citizens, and you know she. she, she they still have her files and stuff like that yep. around, but uh, so we don't know when when she's gonna, when she's gonna make a return. Yep, exactly. They, they said they, they're uh, they're bringing her back. I yep, thought they did. They did. They said they'll come so, back. And that's oh, the other yeah, thing so, too. Yeah. That's partially yeah. why we're talking about this with this show. The things that are coming gone. There are some things that will come back because a lot of this was about testing, right? It was about trying out ideas. Some of those mm -hmm. ideas that work well, they'll bring back the ones that they tried. Maybe they don't like them or it didn't work well with the community. We may not see them again. So that's why we're kind of showing you guys some of the stuff that was there in the past. All right, our next category is flight. Um, some of you have asked for this before and don't know if you weren't around back in the day that there was actually landing assist in the game. Now, people have asked for it. Man, we need landing assist. We need our radar scanner to show when we would land. But we're going to show you a quick video and you can see that we did have it at one point. So let's take a look. Look at the blue, blue ball and watch it change. Ah, uh, look at the radar. Starts working as soon as we want to leave. See how I can tell you your height? <laughs> so I can just like, why is this not back in the game? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, do you guys remember this when it was in game? I do. Yeah. I definitely remember it. Yeah. How did you feel when they took it out? Did it bother you? Didn't care? I, f I didn't notice. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Man, I don't think I, man, I'm with you, dude. I, think I, I don't even remember <laughs> taking it out. I'm like, damn, that was beautiful. It <laughs> <laughs> ain't there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was that noticeable, but particularly because most of the ships at the time were small and you would definitely be able to, you know, like, um, like look down, especially for the Aurora, you know, mm -hmm. you'd have a nice field of view and such. And, um, but, you know, when the ships became much larger, um, that whole render to texture thing, I think would have come in a lot more handy. Of course, they took it out because I think what they said was that A, wasn't really working or wasn't scalable. Mm -hmm. And they would have to redo, 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 patch after patch. And of course, render to texture became more and more expensive on our system. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some folks in chat are saying some ideas and, and you guys are right. We've talked about this. Colossals mentioned this before. Someone mentioned it here, the terrain map. We need something for terrain. Now that we have planetary surfaces, back then everything was about landing on a ramp. So you didn't yep. care about it, but now we do want a terrain map that's added to it. Um, someone also mentioned about the altimeter being tied to it. Yes, we do need the altimeter to work versus, you know, mean sea level or real AGL. We do want that to be in there. And we know CIG is gonna put that in, but we just kind oh, of wanted man. to let you know that there was at a certain point landing assistance. Those of you who play elite, you guys definitely familiar with the landing assist that comes in. It pops up on the ramp when you want to land. We did have it in Star Citizen at one point. Okay, but it's it's come and gone. And hopefully that's we'll gonna be useful out. to find like materials uh, with the terrain or in the water, like you scan stuff mm -hmm. and, and, and use that in game. Like that's gonna be so clutch. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so we already got that technology now with drones. You can fly over mountains and stuff and yep. scans the whole thing. Yep. Gets for information how deep stuff is. So mm -hmm. that'd be real yeah. fun gameplay in Star Citizen. Absolutely. And, and speaking of drones. Oh yeah, speaking of drones, repair drones. <laughs> Now, some of you all might remember these, some of you may not, but right now when you land at a facility to repair your ship, 
you sit in the cockpit, you click on your, uh, your, what's this thing called? The, uh, Moby glass. And, uh, you hear little sounds and blah, 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 blah. But there was actually a cool animation. Here we go again. Somebody please block whoever that is. Jeez, oh, please. Um, it's a different person. It's a different person. Account. Okay, thank you. Yeah, All right, but so I, I, I'm on it. They're on a roll. I love y'all. Yeah, they're on a roll. 69XX, baby. All right, so here we go. See if you guys remember this, all right? remember those i remember the red drones acting you know and also looking all over the place so that i don't get blown up yeah i definitely remember that okay i <laughs> thought it was a cool animation I, you know i, awesome. I kind of wonder how much resources it snatches to do that but to me that was it a very cool, cool thing back in the day it looked cool i really do hope that um given that what we saw in any isc um, where they showed, you know, the kind of reverse mechanic for salvaging, mm -hmm. you know, that they actually, you know, can bring that back and apply to something like this, mm -hmm. uh, so that it'll, you know, be, be able to be applied. And of course it, it, it'll be, you know, a really cool animation, but also it'll, it'll just fit well with the whole repair kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And by the way, not only do they repair a ship, but they re rearm their ship too. Yeah, yeah. they did everything, right? And the other thing too, is you can kind of see where this is going for ships like the Vulcan later on, you know, but you'll be able to control the drones. Right now, these drones are all automated. They came out as an animation. Whatever your ship was, they would hit the certain parts of the ship. It was a very cool little thing, but it gave you a visual indicator. Right now you get the thing inside that says, don't move, you know, repair in progress. But back then you had this actual, and people always went to third person because it was always cool to kind of see the drones come out and take care of your ship. If your ship was banged up and jacked up, you'd actually see it come back together when the drones would do that. So that was kind of a nice little thing that was in game too. Um, let's go to this next one here. And this is from um, uh, Seer the Sixth, put this video together. And some of you all might not know this. I mean, you know that you could do it, but we used to do this in the game, which is to overclock your components. It's something that we haven't really been doing in a while. And components, some of them, your quantums used to overheat. So let's take a quick look at that. First, in order to overclock your components and or weapons, you need to go to the MFD and go to the power screen. Once in the power screen, you will see the power distribution triangle. If you look closely, there's an item tab. And if you click the item tab, it will show you all the components, thrusters, and weapons on your ship. If you do not know what components you have, you can go into your Moby Glass by pressing F1, then go to the bottom where the ship tab is, open this, go to the current ship you have, then move over to the system tab on the left, and the propulsion tab as well. Within these tabs, it will show you all the names of your ship components. Now, with this explained, let's start manipulating these components. Let's start with weapons first. So what happens when you overclock your weapons is that generally it increases the rate of fire, but this also means that they will overheat a lot quicker. So you need to manage the heat by bursting the weapon. Overclocking your shields will push them far past their limit and buff your shields a bit more. And overclocking your power plant will give you more available power toward the ship. But there is one important thing that I need every single one of you to listen to. If you are having issues with falling out of quantum travel because your engines are overheating, then this is for you because I see this everywhere. 
all over Reddit, Spectrum, and Facebook pages for Star Citizen. In order to not fall out of quantum travel in any ship, big or small, all you need to do is underclock your quantum drive. As you can see right here, my quantum drive is at full power. I take the slider, I move it down to the minimal values possible after I am in warp. Once you do this, you will be fine. You can fly from one end of the galaxy to another end. You do not need to overclock your quantum drive because all this will do is expedite the spool time. As you can see here, my Hawk was able to fly across the galaxy and I did not fall out of warp once due to overheating. Once you start to come to the end of your quantum travel, make sure to put the values back to the maximum setting so that you do not take forever to calculate and spool the quantum drive due to leaving it at the lower power setting. This is the best way as of 3.5.1 to not fall out of warp. You do not need to put yourself in stealth mode or disable any ship systems. If this changes in 3.6, then I will keep you guys updated. 3.5.1, boy, the good old days. <laughs> and I remember learning that trick about pulling back your power sources once you went into quantum, because if you didn't, you'd be mid-quantum and your quantum drive would overheat and shut down. And then you had to wait for it to do a cool down to start back up. And you felt very vulnerable. I also thought it was interesting that Seer kept calling it, you can get across the galaxy where we, we know uh -huh. he meant the system. <laughs> but do you guys remember? Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, do you guys remember? Did you guys ever do the whole thing with uh, adjusting, overclocking your components? I know so, combat people did. Yeah. I remember the Panthers were god tier when you overclocked them. Because the thing is, the, the Panthers already had a really high refire rate. Of course, they would overheat quickly, but. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if the Sabre was in at the time. I can't remember what patch it was in, but I remember I used to, um, I used to have the car to wall and that, and at the time, I think the car to wall only supported up to, um, up to size three. So it supported the Panthers. Mm. And when you overclock that, you could just go through arena commander very, very easily because the Panthers already had a high refire rate. You overclocked it. I don't think the attritions were in at the time. I can't quite remember, but I remember Panthers and it was just, it was just almost like lasers or laser beams because it was just, it was just pushing through everything. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that was something that used to be, I, I don't remember when they disabled it, but, but there was a time where you used to go in and monkey around with this stuff for overclocking, even if it was just traveling across the system, because it was a way for yeah. you to get across the system was to do that. Otherwise, like I said, your quantum drive might burn out on you, not burn out, but it would overheat. You have to wait for it to cool down, restart, and then start to jump all over again, uh, which yeah. was not cool back in the day. Okay. And just address Flying Wombat's question. So you can't overclock anymore because when they introduced Power Management V2, uh, they said in the patch notes that they will, you know, revise overclocking or something mm -hmm. equivalent to it. So uh, if not, if it doesn't equivalently come back or something like it, you know, something like it is going to come back to prioritize weapon power and yep. system power. It's definitely going to come back because they want you to have that level of control over all your components yeah. in the ship. Yeah. So absolutely. And, and not and not only that, I'm looking forward to getting Endeavor because that, that's one of the things that, you, that you'll be able to do with, with your trooper collider. You'll be able to overclock your uh, certain components in there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yep. Mm, right, right. Okay. All right. Let's hit this last one here. Geo, I know you just have a lot of love for this one. So let's take a look at this video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Three point six. Good old days. 
Thank you, Scuba Stefan. Appreciate that follow. Thank you. And good news, everyone is coming back. <laughs> Get wrecked. instances too because that's exactly what ships would do it's coming in in the day of hover mode oh my god um i don't know uh calrati i'll start with you thoughts on hover mode so i have to admit i'm sorry guys i i had no problem with, with hover mode really when i landed when i landed that starfarer in the vertical hangar mm -hmm. at lorville mm -hmm. i felt like a literal g yeah like like step aside guys step aside <laughs> i mean it was a paid it was a paid to learn and yeah. like entering into the actual hover mode uh, that was the more, uh, I, I, I didn't like, okay. So admittedly, I didn't like how it was locked to that kind of thing, you know? Mm. Um, so I wanted to have that kind of choice if I wanted to, you know, enter hover mode. So that was my main gripe with it. But, right. um, you know, during the whole experience, it, it took some practice, but you know, um, when I started practicing more, uh, it became less of a pain, <laughs> even though it was still there um vertically landing without actually using third person but i felt i definitely felt um what a lot of people complained about mm -hmm. when i say complain in a healthy way um and i can definitely see why they took it out because it was a cool feature but yeah i, I don't think it was ready yeah geo what did you think about hover mode did you monkey around with it at all uh, actually i did not play this patch lucky man um, yeah <laughs> I, I i missed this patch but um I remember saying I did want it to be harder atmospheric flight because mm -hmm. um, right now the flight model, the model they have where you can just hover around and kill mm -hmm. everyone mm -hmm. uh, real easy. That that has to uh, stop with the uh, with the parking. Mm -hmm. I can see how hard this can get. Um, mm -hmm. I never seen these parking videos, but as far as like flying, um, when it comes to ground battles, I want them to react more like jets nowadays. Yeah. Um, particularly maybe like the Harrier. Mm -hmm. uh, or F-35, if you watch how um, they hover, if they want to attack that way, it's very right. difficult. 
right. from the flat round take out ground targets. Yeah, you just so, can't just sit there, right? Yeah, you do have to control yeah. it still. FC, did yeah. you monkey around with hover mode? What happened was, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what happened was, I watched you, you all, and after pub and a whole bunch of other streamers, content creators, complain so much about how mode. Y'all just put me off of it, so I decided I, I, I'll walk and it that's only or or ride someone else's chair. I avoided flight all together for that pat because okay. i didn't want to mess with because y'all y'all made it scary yeah <laughs> y'all it was, made it sound scary so now i'm like kel roddy it took me a while by the time they got rid of the patch i was comfortable with it but it did take a lot the learning curve on it was really rough and there was some aviation i mean there was some bugginess to it but there was some real aviation related like flying a helicopter thing versus an aircraft that was there and if people couldn't get those concepts completely it would be very difficult as you saw most of those crashes were people just getting in and out of the hangar. I mean, it was tough. Yeah. It yeah. was tough. I mean, once you were flying, no big deal. But the, they had it set up with some weird thing where if the ship got, once the ship got to a certain height, it would kick that in. You couldn't control it. You had to do it and go in that mode no matter what. And it would be very frustrating for a lot of people. So a lot of people said good riddance to hover mode. But CIG has said, y'all, that they're, they're, they do want to incorporate a version of it, but better later on. So all we can say is brace yourselves for that. Uh, if they decide to do that, okay. We need it for atmospheric flight. Yeah, you need something. Know. Yeah, and, and they've said that they are going to do that. Like it's you said, right they're going to incorporate weather, gravity, the gravitational effects of what, like you said, Geo, that's going to make it where you just can't sit there. And, you know, even though we know there are computers and things of that nature that would help, but they do want it to be like anything else, a bit challenging when you're doing stuff in atmosphere. So yeah, it's on the ground, we want a chance. You know right. what I'm saying? I want to oh, yeah, have right. a chance to shoot them down. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You got to work for it. Mm-hmm. You mind if I add something real quick for a flight? I'll, I'll make it real quick. But sure. the um, t- 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 tutorial mission, that was a flight, the flight thing that they, that came along that that yeah, some people might have missed. You remember tutorial, the, the sergeant? Uh, yeah, Gilly. You talking about Gilly? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah we we yeah, covered that, Gilly that, that once before. Yeah, Gilly, that was coming gone. We'll, and we're going to hit some of those when we get to the end because I'm going to ask you guys if there's anything that you remember specifically. But yeah, okay. Gilly was one of them too. I want to hit this one because. Um, this one here is stations, and these were different things that happened at stations that some of you guys may remember. One of them was at Port Olisar, when you used to log into the game, like you guys now, you log into the game, and before the persistence that we had was there, you would always wake up in your flight suit with a helmet on, you run downstairs, call up your ship, and you would go out. This is when we just had Port Olisar, and you'd go get in your ship. But then CIG, for a short period of time, made it so that when you woke up, you were in civilian clothes and you would have to go to your locker in your room or the <laughs> locker at the airlock and change your clothes. And then you would go get in your ship. And this is what would happen back then though, if you forgot. So notice he's in civilian clothes. Now that locker on the left, yeah, that locker on the left used to work. You could click on it, it would partially open and you would put on clothes. But in (laughs) case you didn't do it, in case you didn't do it, there was a locker downstairs that you could put on clothes and put your air flight suit on with. So he's gonna go downstairs. Yeah, so but but when you wake up, you can see your bare arms. So you know you're not wearing a suit. Yep. Shit, I don't know about that FC. (laughs) Yeah, people still, yeah, they just wanted to get to their ship. He said, these boots ain't made for walking. Yeah, look at that old terminal, boy. <laughs> look at that yeah. thing. 
It looks so ancient now, but I, I'm telling y'all. Oh, it was state of the art. It was state of the art. This was yeah, this yeah. thing you ain't never seen. Man. It was the bomb. It was truly state of the art. Your ship is currently being delivered to the launch platform. This was kind of before, like, well, uh, no, Lee was out right at this time when this part mm -hmm. uh, module came out. But ain't that, now, the no mask I was now out. this was the bug. He actually goes to the locker and watch. You're gonna see his clothes change. Okay. Alright. And you had to do that. Oh, you see that sign though? I remember that sign. Yep. Now sometimes when it didn't work. <laughs> that would happen. That would happen. <laughs> And uh, it was frustrating because, you know, when you didn't put your suit on, you kick yourself, you get mad. But then there were those times when you did put the suit on and you would still choke out in the in the chamber. So do you guys remember de dealing with that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I, I would just forget to put my helmet on or, or whatever. And, and, and then TID added a, a, a helmet shortcut for in the um in the UI or, or the key keybind. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, eventually they did. They did. But uh I you'd sometimes you'd open an airlock and if you saw a body in there, that would remind you. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. You'd be like, oh shit. <laughs> I gotta put my helmet on, my, my suit on, because you'd forget. And even though like fast car like Cal Roddy said, yeah, you saw your feet and your arms, but dude, you I can't tell you no, how many times. Yeah. yeah, I can't tell you how many times we go out there and choke out in that locker. It would be so frustrating. No, he's happen. making sure that time. He making sure that time. Yeah. <laughs> yep, he did. Now this time when he goes out, I think it actually works. But some of you guys may remember how this was all laid out, but this was back in the day. Uh you're excited. Green lights were up there and they'd go red when it changed, yeah. I miss the green lights. I wish they were back up there, but at this time he survives, he makes it out. So, okay. All right. So that was the, uh, the, the good old airlock at port. Uh, what you really miss is when people were able to unlock your ship without you being, oh, yeah, without you being really there. Missed. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you get ambushed when you fly out the, uh, the armistice zone, you get shot in the back of your head. You're like, what happened? Be waiting <laughs> on you. Your ship. Absolutely. Right, I was one of those people. I used to wait for people. I actually had fun doing that. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. All right, here's another <laughs> one. Some of you guys remember Cry Astro. Now, some of you guys, this wasn't around when you guys were there, but we used to have to fly to a certain station to get repaired. And uh, when we saw the drones earlier, that was at Cry Astro station. Uh, but this is it here. And this is Joe Run's video. Oh, it's Joran. AKA the ambush pit. Activated. Systems green. They had those big billboards up there, you know, when you would land that you would see. Takes a few tries to take off. I would like to see commercials go. on it. Hopefully, the controls are working. Yeah. Usually that bug goes away after you take off. Whatever other Landing ship commercials. Yes. Nice. Now, Cryastro is a fueling station in lore. It's a, it's a maintenance so station. Loner Saber, but this is the place that you will be I'm like if you're so much, wanting to get I fuel for your Starfarer or when you do a mission badass. and you want to sell it. it really is. This would be the place where you would come to to do something like that. But, but they also had repair pads here, too. What CIG has done in these giant struts. I'm going to turn this down let you guys talk a little bit about Cryastro Station because Joe Run kind of just does a, a flight tour of the whole facility. But this was a big station, right, Calrati? 
Yeah, totally. Um, you know, it was really, really nice to actually go there, meet up with people uh, in both casual and, and PPP situations, because I remember they're going, going there sometimes and I'm, I'm just, just looking over my back, man. Yeah, there was no armistice. There was no armistice here. Yeah, I think there were 10 pads. There were eight small ones, I think, or maybe 10 small ones and two big ones. And at this time, the biggest ship that came in, as you see, were like the Connies and the Retaliators. Those were the big ships. Those were the big pads that you could go on. But when you were out here, you had to watch your back because there were people who would hang out and look for people to come in here because they knew you needed fuel or to rearm. And they knew you were like at a point of weakness and they would take advantage of it. And I think Jade said there was actually like a blockade here at one point with, yeah. with, with yeah. her and the group that she was with. And they actually blocked the whole thing off or something like that for a while, held it down for a while. Uh, Those are lights. Gio, did you, you know, ever monkey around a cryastro? Uh, I know. Well, I remember seeing the only time I seen the drones. One time I got out the ship, my, my friendship. I didn't know what they were. I just seen these things flying around the ship, so I started attacking them. <laughs> so this was my first time actually seeing the the repair drones. Okay. Um, I was like, what is this? Uh -huh. But yeah, that was the only time I was really at a cry destroy my ships and go get another one. Just go get another one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, so for some people that was the easier thing to do because if you go here at the wrong time. You know, you're going to get blown up anyway when you came here, unless you, unless you had the capability to fight somebody. Oh, yeah. People are finding uh, PvP. Yeah, absolutely. Because this was before Korea got put up, wasn't it? Or was it Korea at the same Korea time? Korea was up. Was up. Korea was, no. Okay. Was Korea? Kovalex was I thought Korea uh, got added afterwards and it added the mission. I, I, I thought it was after, but I'm not sure. It might have been after. Yes, yeah, I can't remember now. So long ago. We're old. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of all blurred together at some point. Some kind. <laughs> yeah. This guy added, this got removed, and now we're going back full circle. <laughs> yeah. FC, did you ever go to, did you ever go to Crastro? I, I think I did one, but I don't really have a, a memory of it. It was a long time ago. Okay. But you guys can see there's a lot of fuel tanks and stuff. This is the big thing about there. That's, they're like the contractor for fuel uh, in the verse. Okay. All right, so that's Cryastro. Uh, let's see what we got next here. Uh, oh, here we go. Kovalex, do you guys remember when people used to steal the big Benny's machines? Oh yeah, and how? Um, oh, you can this is where I got the Tesla banishment mission mixed up. <laughs> oh okay. Okay. Oh, okay. To see what ship you could actually fit the the, um, the Benny machine into. Yeah. So Calright, tell people yeah. what's happening here. What, what do they have to do? <laughs> yeah. So Kovalex was a PI or private investigators mission. It was a really nice investigation investigation mission where you can open up your Moby Glass and you know you'll see. I think it was in, in the private tab. Um, oh, thank you, thank you. So yeah, thanks, BBG. Um, and you have to go there and uh, interact with the console or interact with certain paths to kind of find out what is actually happening. I won't spoil too much because, I mean, you know, there may be some people who, who've never done it before, but it's still there. It's still in the mobile glass, and I would encourage anyone, anybody to check it out. Really, really great so, and mission. And tell them what they're doing, what this person is doing right now, what, what they're right. trying to do. So, so what they're trying to do now is they're actually trying to uh, fit that actual device there yeah it was a benny's machine right right into is that a is that an avenger there's a there's somebody's ship a saber him. sticking in the hole right now he just oh, killed that oh. person <laughs> he just killed the person but people would oh my actually, god yeah people would right take oh, wow he's doing something. so yeah so in Koblex, if you actually chose that mission there would there would be somebody in that corner right there <laughs> just waiting to ambush you sometimes 
So you literally, as soon as you end, we would have to like turn to the turn to the right. But at the moment, what we're seeing is he's trying to actually get the Benny's machine out <laughs> uh, because most likely, I feel like there's an Avenger somewhere because someone right. was trying, I think, to fit the Benny's machine into an Avenger from the back. Yeah, you put it in an Avenger or a Freelancer, and then yeah. they would transport yeah. it back to Port Olisar. <laughs> And try to deliver the big Benny's machine back at Port O. This there is, we go. Listen, y'all, y'all think y'all ain't got nothing to do now? Oh, please, you need to be back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm gonna say. This is emergent gameplay when people are extremely trying yeah. to creators, we're trying, we're trying to gem uh, up interest in in the game and gem up interest in, in their channel. They, they 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 would take on these challenges, and um, people may, may, may be asking now, well, why don't you just use a tractor beam? This is before the tractor beam came into play and hopefully push it in the right direction if you didn't push it in the right direction you had to go around push back and get move in the right direction it was, it was a whole involved thing yes and this is the big belly challenge and it, and it was buggy it didn't listen when we say buggy i remember one time i pushed it into the ship and i got it in the freelancer and the thing ejected me out and threw me back eight thousand kilometers and uh, 8,000 meters rather. And I had to EVA all the way back. And I was so scared because I kept somebody's gonna get my ship and take that Benny's machine. It was a pain to do this mission. I mean, just this little crazy thing. And sometimes you, you, you get to you get the vending machine inside your ship or, or wherever you, you, you close close to where, where you need to be, and it would respawn. It would respawn, yeah, it, yeah. It would, it would disappear. Yeah, because the grids were not the grids are not like they are now. I mean, for those of you who don't know any better, there was a point where there was no real grid. There was no real grid. Right. Just you hoped it stayed in the ship and stayed in place and everything. You were lucky if you stayed in the ship back then, right? Okay. This this challenge spawned. It wasn't Boom. like at 2.6 or drought well we didn't have a patch for a whole year and people are so bored right. yeah That's that was how the 2015 challenge. yep 2015 is when everything was getting switched to lumberyard so yep. it was a complete drought where people was finding shit like this to do just to play it just to pass the time yep absolutely okay next one up uh here we go korea you were talking about this one um is a you guys remember when they used to have the whiskey bottles there? Oh, yeah. And replaced. I can't remember. Did you get paid for uh, them? That room with that you did, I think, if I recall. Uh, so <laughs> if you were to choose or like collect them, um, so you would get it like. It was a mission, it, right? You uh, get like a thousand bucks or credits or something. For yeah, it, was, right here. it was a mission, or you could, or you could just take them if you found them. And I think you would get paid by just taking them. Okay. Now they have some lockers. So. If, uh, if you type now, right, I know this doesn't seem like much to y'all, but trust me, back then, this was exciting. Uh, now, <laughs> you didn't know if somebody's going to be waiting in the room for you because you'd have to wait for these bottles to respawn. It took about 10 minutes. Sometimes you and people, looking for a PvP. Yeah, you'd make your time, money this way. You know, you could make, there wasn't too many ways that you could make money other than doing some type of, uh, it weren't really PvE missions even back then. So you had to go through all of Korea and try to find these bottles and they would respawn in different locations each time. There was also a weapons locker here. If you guys remember, there was spawned weapons and grenades on the second floor, which doesn't happen now. If you guys are ever in Korea, you know, it's not there now, but it used to be back then. Yes, Space Ghost didn't get much of a makeover, but for 318, there is a complete makeover of Korea. Korea is going to be a new looking place. So get ready for it. It's back up here. I wonder how they could keep Korea and not keep Port Alasar because they said Port Alasar 
takes too much resources, but Korea don't. Those three locations. Well, the earlier movie that was much earlier. They're gonna they're gonna redo PL. Guarantee they're gonna redo it because they're gonna they have to have some type of orbital station over over Orison. You know what I mean? So they'll. I'm talking about like blowing that thing up and getting rid of it in a cool way. That ain't happening. They're gonna keep it. They they don't know. Yeah, yeah. Nice little hiding space here, but they fill it. People would like to see that happen as a way of updating it, but I think they're just gonna give us a more updated version. Yeah, they'll make a new one, but they're gonna ram that one into like sun or do some cool shit, blow it up, <laughs> Death Star style. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. So the problem is, when do you do it so people can see it? People will be sleeping on the other side of the world. They'll be pissed off if they didn't see it when it happened. So I don't know. Yeah, you have video. You have video of it. No, it people want to witness it. People want to be there when it happens. I know. Third level. So. All right, let's hit this last here, one here. Uh, Grim Hex PVP. Now, we want to be clear about this. When Grimhex first started, there was no armistice until you got inside the station. You had to get inside the station for armistice. Show you and this is what people minutes, used to do. That I have around You'd be trying to get out of your no ship. Armistice zone. The only armistice zone and people would is inside before you go through the airlock. By like hiding in the asteroid. As as you go through an airlock Shit, on I wouldn't even do side, that. Wherever you go, I would be behind the door. As soon as you have the door, my shot. Yeah, ballistics. And he's gonna do that. He's gonna go down there at one point. I can snipe as soon as that airlock opens. Far, far away. You're like four people sometimes just waiting for you to everything. But if you, I had their friends flying before all sides coming to shoot us. This guy out there shooting us. Well, I'll just camp out with my ship and just make it rain every time someone's ship will come. But I love it that you can still uh aim so far with it and, and so i'm gonna speed this up a little bit because he's going to eva down to the surface cool to see that it all now you not only were you have to worry about people out there shooting you the people in their ships would hover over grim hex and try to blast you even before you land i mean it was tough to get into grim hex back then and sometimes i remember i never bothered yeah once you went in you came out your ship was gone there was one time, one patch, that CIG implemented hammerheads. You, I think it was Crusader or UEE hammerheads hovering or orbiting around Grimhex. And if you had a crime stat, um, the hammerheads basically griefed you because if you had a crime stat to spawn your ship, they would literally destroy your ship before you can make it off the pad. Wow. So we had to take it out because it would just continue to literally fire at the ship as soon as you spawned it. So they had no other choice, but I guess it was their way to kind of, um, I don't know, regulate Grimhex in, in such a way to say, hey, you're close to Crusader and there's some kind of Crusader security, you know, so the pirates don't have as much power, but it didn't really work out. I think it only lasted for one of uh, like one patch. Yeah. So let me see if I can speed this up just a little bit here. And this stuff like that is why I, I don't want to get crime for that. I'll be a, a goody two shoes in the game. It was crazy. It was yeah. crazy. See, that when guy's you go to Pyro, that will probably happen to you. That guy's Won't trying to no run inside. Yeah, that guy's trying to run inside. But here comes the money shot now. So like, didn't they like a, a patch last year that said they were supposed to get rid of the armistice zones, but they're still there somehow, right? Eventually they want to, yes. I thought there was a patch last year that it was supposed to get rid of that and somehow it was still there. I'm like, what? Okay, I'm good. I think by the time Pyro comes, they're probably going to get rid of it. Now you just have to go through all this here and hope you didn't get killed on your way trying to get inside. He's hunting, he's trying to hunt this guy down. 
But anyway, that was uh, Grim Hex back in the day, gang. Uh, very dangerous, very difficult to get into. There were alternative entrances to get into Grim Hex that people would use from time to time. Oh, them secret exits too, yeah. Yes, that was, another, that was another way to get in. But trying to come in on the landing pads was definitely a kick in the head back in the day. I do have to say that out of the adversities, this is where Grim Hex Brethren was born. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so that is it for these stations. Uh, let's go back into some of the things that we were talking about, hover mode being a pain in the butt. I want to know what you guys' feelings was when it came down to landing splines and takeoff splines. Some of you all may or may not remember these, the splines. When you wanted to land or when you wanted to take off, when you asked for permission, you would have to follow a certain path. You had to navigate the path. There are the splines right there it's above you to the left. Thank you. What happened if you didn't go through the splines? I don't remember now. Um, so if you didn't go through them, they, so what was supposed to happen was that you would actually, the autopilot will actually, if I recall, put you back into that area, mm -hmm. but the servers were always so poor, always so unresponsive and low in FPS that you'd basically just stick there or just self-destruct self because I think okay. there was a timer. Yeah. Okay. So I know it would warn you. I know it would warn you if you started getting out of it, but I yeah. but yeah, I never it pushed it. I always make sure I flew in and out of there the right way. Yeah. Now, now some yeah. of you may be asking why did they do this? Okay, let's we'll go back to the early part of when this game was being developed. Originally, originally, we were not supposed to be able to fly in and out on our own manually into a, a landing zone. You would get in orbit of the planet, you would ask for permission to land, and then the system would take over for you and it would bring you in on automation. Then later on, CIG said, okay, we figured out a way for you to be able to come in and land, but you're gonna to have to basically use traffic lanes to do it. The lane would only be so wide, and this was an example of what they were talking about back then. It would only be so wide, you'd have to fly in. If you were to go outside of it, you could get a violation, or the system would automatically force you back in and make you land the proper way. Then they removed them. Now, in the future, some of you all may also remember this. When we first got Hurston, back in the day, NPC aircraft would be flying in and out of the station. And so yeah. you had to be careful when you flew in because there may have been a Starfarer or a Freelancer or something else flying in. Now, CIG may re-implement something like this later when, they, when you have to call for permission to land because as there are ships going in and out, there will be much more traffic. Right now when we fly in and out, it's just us. And not that frequently where you've got four or five other ships around. But when there are caterpillars or reclaimers or other ships coming in and out, you don't necessarily have complete visual view when you're coming into these places. CIG may implement something similar to this. It may not be where, like you said, you won't get self-destructed, you know, blown up or something like that. But you may be penalized if you don't fly within a certain approach as you're coming in. This is very similar to what happens with aircraft today. They have a certain approach that they have to come in. You just can't come in any old way. We'll see. We'll see what CIG and, and, does with this later on, if they ever decide to implement it. Yeah, FC. And and more to what Griffin said, like, uh, especially when these planets first started coming online, there's a lot of restricted areas. Like, if you tried, if you bump into one of the restricted areas, you still will blow up. So, like I said, you, you, you want to use the space lanes as possible, or, or just don't get too close to one of those restricted areas. 
I was always okay with with the idea of spying. I, I, I don't get the I, I don't get the the pushback of animals and stuff um, that a lot of people seem to have. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe I mean, because the maybe because the reason for having it isn't there, right? People like the freedom of being able to fly in any direction, and that's fine. I get it. You know what I mean? But later on, when there's traffic. If you're carrying a million dollars worth of cargo and because you didn't see a certain ship below you or above you or next to you, you'll be happy to have these blinds if it means it's gonna control traffic. Now, I'm gonna ask Gio and Kalradi this question. In Elite, if you don't follow the guidelines, you get blown out of the sky, right? When you go into a station, you literally get blown up. Do you think that that's something that they should implement? Because we know they're removing those restricted areas like Fastcard said, over the cities. Should they have something that says if you get too close to these buildings, some laser comes out and blows you up so that you don't act a fool in town? Or <laughs> should they let you fly into a tower, you know, and maybe you just get a fine or something? I don't know. What do you guys think? Because Elite is deadly on that. If you go in the station, if you don't get out of that station when that clock timer starts, they one shot you and you're gone. That's it. Oh, yeah. It's over. And no, people no respect it. I mean, people happen. people respect it. They, they get out. It's time to go. It's time to go. You know? I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, um, you know, you see it in, in, in many, like, not just the Elite, but a lot of um, MMORPGs where the closer you get to a particular um, home location or main landing zone where there's a lot of activity in those things, they have this high-level um, security, right? And I feel, especially as we get closer to armistice zones, uh, to no armistice zones, they'll have to need to implement these um, higher level kind of security to, you know, enact certain proactive responses. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel like they'll put in some kind of plan with regards to this. And, you know, really quick to, you know, um, discussing the whole, uh, how they're going to bring back something like um, splines. I feel like, I think in one ISC, they said that we're going to be able to fly through buildings a lot easier, mm -hmm. uh, but we're going to get warnings. So, you know, you kind of wonder, okay, they want to have a more secure, you know, area with regards to, you know, this area and, and you know, with regards to the landing zones and we're seeing landing splines here. And, you know, of course, even though we don't want them to, you know, put it back because mm -hmm. of the whole version of those things, but yet still they've, they're giving us this, um, this freedom. Mm -hmm. But I feel like what they're doing is they're trying to see how much we can actually use our, I can't remember the right word here, but our, uh, um, our own judgment, mm -hmm. because, um, you know, as a really simple example, um, here in the Caribbean, I would say we have a less stringent, um, traffic system compared to a more developed country, mm -hmm. uh, but people use their discretion. That's the word I wanted to use, mm -hmm. um, to actually kind of, you know, okay. Uh, sometimes if you see this person coming here, okay, you can let them pass. We have the traffic systems, of course, but um, arguably we have a better sense of discretion with regards to a traffic system, right? So maybe they're kind of doing this to get or gauge how much or the kind of design they need to actually bring back or implement. If it's the same landing splines, if there's a lot of activity or something else that will kind of balance between our discretion as well as a system that will work with, you know, a period of high activity mm. around land. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, well, I, I would actually like to see the NPCs chase us down and react mm. to what we do. Because mm. um, I look at it like this. If you had a boat, you're not going to go 80 miles an hour in the goddamn dock zone. Mm -hmm. Some of you pilots need to be more aware. You know, you come in the station like, oh, I crashed. I had a cargo. Why were you coming in there flying? 
Um, Dio, I you won't go 80 miles an hour. I will. So go ahead. Anyway, see, and you're doing that in the dock zone or awake zone, you're going to wreck your boat. See? <laughs> but I would, I would, I want more consequences from the NPCs. Chase us down. Mm. Um, if we land our planes, you know, security is always in the hangar with guns. Mm-hmm. Guard the hangar. When we get out, hey, hands up. It's either fight or flight. You know, you're going to run or, or, or fight. I think that type of stuff would be cool. Uh, for people who want to be uh, reckless, maybe first you get fines, but then you, you land, come to that planet, uh, you're getting locked up right away. Or you're going to be in a shootout like you're in Grand Theft Auto. The choice is yours. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and also, I would like that the system, I think the spline system would help um, if it's not like mandatory, more of an assist. Like when you back in with your car with these newer cars, you got mm-hmm. like the little spline, a little whatever that thing that helps you park in a spot. Right. Um, and it, it kind of is like an algorithm or you see you turn and kind of calculate, hey, how much you need to turn, how hard you need to turn to get back into that parking spot. I think we could see a, a system like that with this, um, kind of giving you a clear way, predicting some of the ship paths that are coming in and out and get you to a nice safe zone. And you could use that as a little assist more than the, hey, this is a rail that you have to follow. Or you're going to blow up. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea a lot. The NPC side of it, I like a lot. If they showed up and reinforced it, I like that a lot. Okay. Oh, instead of just like one shot, because you know that's right. that, that's no fun, you know. Right, 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 right. Okay, all right. Okay, let's get on past that one then, and we're gonna go from Hurston to Arcorp. And uh, man, this one will bring back some memories. Uh, Gray Cats, yeah, back when the social module first came out, guys. If you remember, we talked about a hangar module. This is before we got the verse, right? We had a hangar module. You go to the menu, you can say, go to the hangar. Then you can say, I want to go to area 18. And that was our corp. This is before we had the planet. And this is what you would see when you would go to area 18. <laughs> so, the Great Cat Buggy oh, the monster back was unleashed in Area 18, <laughs> and you would have to try to walk around Area 18 and not get, get run over. There you go. <laughs> there would be pieces of <laughs> Sometimes you would actually just walk in and then you would see like fire, Great Cat Buggy on fire. There would be chaos everywhere. People were just going to be running around trying to dodge. It was yeah. You'll see a couple of buggies in there that are on fire. That's because uh, you could damage the buggy. <laughs> but these people were merciless. By the way, Gio has a video of himself running people down. But I yeah, wanted to this- show this one just because it had the dramatic music in it. Yeah, this was probably the most fun I had <laughs> in the city in Iraq. I'm not gonna lie, I had a blast. And like I said, it comes back to we want consequences. I'm riding around acting a fool on my PTV, <laughs> lock my ass up. I want I want some jails in here next to the hospital or something. You guys gotta come bail me out. I get locked up or I get shot up in the hospital for acting crazy like in Grand Theft Auto. I think that'd be cool. Uh, Cause right now these cities are just real dead. Everyone's standing up. <laughs> <laughs> on chairs and doing the T-pose. So, I want NPCs to react. So as you guys could see, again, I told you, you guys think there was nothing to do now in the game. You needed to be around back then. This was the entertainment uh-huh. back at that time. And people literally spent, Geo, no joke, right? Spent hours hanging out here hours. just to mow people down uh, that would come out of the social module. 
and there was one entrance that you came out of and you'd always learn to look to your left and right before you came out of that doorway or else uh you would get clobbered by a, a vehicle. So yeah, this was the excitement in our court. I think it's, I think it's important to know that this is called the social module because you know, like like I said before, we were, CID wanted people to, to visit other people's hangers, but this is the next best thing. Instead of people visiting other people's hangers, everyone came came out of the hangers into a a, a common um area, and yes. this was that area. Yes. Martin Miggs, thank you so much for that follow. And uh, yeah, you've got some people here. Envoy says, I was really questioning my pledges during this phase of uh, the development. So yeah, that was, I, <laughs> I could I, understand I, that. I, I just want to say like the, the social module, it, it, the, the citizen con 2014, that's what got me to pledge because I saw the, um, the, 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 um, the demo of it. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that's, when I, that's when I pledged. So this was a, a few weeks and almost a dream come true when, when, that, when I think uh, the social model came online. Yeah, great. Yeah, I was having a blast with it. I was like, <laughs> oh, we're getting closer to it. You know, I thought NPCs and us killing each other in towns and stuff was going to happen. So I thought we were getting closer to that, but it didn't happen yet. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about another thing that happened in Area 18, and that was the glitch to get onto the landing pad. I don't know if you guys remember, we couldn't go everywhere in the game back then, and there was a landing pad. As soon as you logged in to your left, look out these doors, and you saw this constellation sitting out there, and we were like, man, I really wish I could go out there and see this constellation. Well, there was a way to do it. You could glitch through a wall or jump over this other wall that was on a dumpster if you knew how to do it and you could finally get out on this landing pad and your reward was to get to see the behind the scenes of what the game looked like uh, from the other direction. And then you realize that there was a lot of stuff in the game that was not there. <laughs> there was a lot of visuals that were not in the game that should have been there for you to see. Um, and, and, and can I just mention, it, it look herky or jerky not, right now. I, that's not Griffin machine, this is like, the top end machine back then had yes. trouble playing Star Citizen. They still, so, so, so some of them still do, but yep. this was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you see the NPCs carrying boxes out onto the ramp. I mean, that was like a cool animation, but you saw it from a distance. But if you were lucky enough to glitch through, you could get down on this ramp and watch them move boxes that disappear once they put them down. Because from this view, you're seeing the back of the Andromeda. As you notice, he's running through it now. There's no collision there because you're seeing it from the opposite side. Did you ever get down there, Calrati? Did you ever glitch down to the ramp? I tried so many times, I just couldn't. You never got down there, huh? Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't, oh, no. Gio, did you get down there? Oh, I definitely glitched, because I, like I said, I wanted to get the reactions out to NPCs. Yeah. And uh, mess with them, see what they would do. But yeah, I was I was amazed and got to see the cargo moving. So I'm like, oh, we're going to be doing this soon. Still, still not there yet quite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chooch, thank you for the 500 bits. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Yeah, FC, did you ever try to glitch down there? I got there twice. Twice? <laughs> and I was so happy to do it. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 this is one of the things I managed, I actually managed to do. Mm, okay. Gotcha. 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 Okay. And we've got one last one to share with you guys for tonight. Uh, and this one uh, is more recent but it was something that was difficult and i really want to get you guys feedback admiral kusanagi thank you for the 500 bits as well oh and someone gave a hundred dollars to the um yes yes i was going to say our numbers we just updated them and yes the number is creeping up we're almost at four thousand as we mentioned we want to get to five thousand by the end of the month so thank you guys we're going to talk about a little bit more about what that's for for those of you who got here a little bit later uh microtech i want to talk about microtech for a second uh let's see great cat glitch microtech 
Finding Jericho Station. BBG, thank you for the other seven hundred bits. Thank you. Um, finding Jericho Station. Now you guys know right now you can find Jericho Station just by bringing up your Moby Glass, clicking on it. It's out by Mick L One. No big deal. But when this first popped into the game, you had to find this sucker by tri triangulation. There was no oh, open my Moby Glass and find this thing. It was in the middle of that doggone cluster and finding it was no small task um geo i don't think you were playing back when this came out right because you were taking the time away were you around when jericho first got put in the game what year was this when this came out this was what two years ago maybe it was right before we started doing the xeno threat stuff yeah i haven't played since uh the crusade i mean the, what was it, the msr was in ptu so okay. that was the last time i played whenever that was. okay fine okay so you missed this part jericho yep. station is a military base that's over by microtech and when they put it in we got word about some station they didn't tell us what it was for or anything uh cal Roddy, what about you did you ever go out there during this time try to find it yep yep and the speculations were wild i mean people were thinking okay this is probably next to the jump point for pyro it was it was really crazy but it was really exciting to actually see it because you know it, it kind of made you wonder and uh, and it was really nice it was a bit of a challenge but it was pretty cool finding it what about you fc did you ever go out there nah, jericho didn't do, didn't do this one you didn't do jericho okay no. well jericho station is now used uh in, in a xeno threat right when we use it now is it xeno threat yeah, yeah. Uh, what there, happens yeah. there now, Geo and Fast Car, is there's a javelin that actually comes and parks there uh, that loads up with supplies, and you have to defend it and protect it while that's taking place. Uh, but that's become a popular place now when we have our events in the game. And I remember this because everything was so static when you went there. There were people standing behind these consoles, and like, what is this place? What's going to go on? Was, you could land there and stuff, but there was nothing going on. But finding it was ultra rewarding because you literally had to triangulate you know, fly to this certain point, be at this certain point over the over one of the moons at, at uh, of Microtech and then turn a certain angle. And it was crazy trying to find us. And sometimes you would hope that there was somebody else there or somebody in your group I, and you would jump to them to get I, there. I, I, mm -hmm. I have news for you. You no longer have to triangulate now because Darknet just gave you the directing in, 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 in Oh, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. He found it. He still has his notes. Yeah. There you go, Dark Knight. Those are the notes for it. How to get there. Echo Tom and Hooskerdoo. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for the follows. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. All righty, all righty. Yeah, Jericho Station. That was the last of them. You know, I want to go back to something that started earlier. I know Fast Car, you mentioned something, and so did Geo. Um, what's something that you do remember? Is there anything else that has come and gone from back in the day that you guys you know, remember from earlier times. If there, if you don't have anything, that's fine. I'm just curious if there's something that we didn't cover today that you think would have been like a come and gone. Levski. Levski, yes. Levski, yes. Levski <laughs> has come and gone, but we know that's coming back, right? We know that's going to come back, back, right? But yeah, people were kind of brokenhearted when Levski left because for some people, that was their base. That's where they like to operate out of, right? Lagsky. Yeah, they didn't worry about that. Yeah, Lagsky, right? When it first came out, it was horrible going there. FC, what about you? Did you have anything? I have a list. It's only going to take 30 seconds if that, okay. if that. But, you know, stretch goals. You had stretch goals on, on, your, fund, on your fundraising page. People, um, those, they went up to 65 million and then, and then they stopped. So, okay. but, you know, they, 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 they're still trying to fulfill some of them. Okay. Uh, ship shape. 
I, I, I love Chip Shane, but I know you're talking about games, right, man. Yeah, but you, yeah, you get into the shows now. You're, yeah, you're we're talking about cheater, in game. Man. Yeah, we were go oh, in game right, stuff. Right, in hey, game no. stuff. Right, hold on, you reminiscing now? We wanted to talk about stuff that was in the game. Okay. Well, I I do have to say I, I do two two of my things. Uh, okay. The zero dollar CCU. I know that that gameplay got do miss those. A lot of people miss the zero dollar CCU. Oh, uh, but God. spawning a starfire and making a server crash that is the gameplay. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of you guys don't know. <laughs> you used to start a starfire up and you felt it through the whole verse everywhere. No matter where you were, <laughs> the sucker came to either some serious lag or it just crashed. Oh yeah, you was getting cursed mm. out for bringing that out too. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, real. Everybody, everybody want to kill you, like, yeah, blow it up. <laughs> yep, cause, yep, because you're doing a Starfarer got spawned into the game, absolutely, which is now we don't even think mm -hmm. about it, right? But back then, you're right, FC, that was one. Got Roddy, what about you? Is there anything you remember back in the day that's gonna kind of come and go on? Yeah, so two things. So um, when the Starfire X first came about, um, I think it was one of the cargo retrieval missions or, or such, but the ambience, even though it was in vacuum, it, the ambience felt really, really cool. When you got in, you were hearing creaks and those things. Mm. And even though it was in vacuum and it didn't really make any sense, Yeah, but it was really, really nice ambience and the sound was really engaging and it was very, very dark. You literally had to use um, your helmet light to actually, you know, see it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this one um, kind of, you know, you know, I, I guess because we have the VMA, but who knows, um, you know, if we'll get it back. But being able to interact with the ship's item ports after it was spawned, mm -hmm. uh, you could have actually, you know, click on the item port, be it in the PU or in the hangar, and you can, you know, open up your Moby Glass. I think it was the Moby Glass. Mm -hmm. And you'll have a list of all the weapons or something along those lines. And you can choose the weapon to actually attach to it. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah. And of course that we had the, um, when you could have clicked on the, the whole armor platform thing and mm -hmm. you could actually just change your armor. That was, that was an interesting, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's right. Um, in the hangar. Yeah. Yep. They had a mannequin that was on a circular platform that would oh, turn yeah, real right. slow about that. Yeah. and you could click on that and it, it, it was like two flight suits in the game. Yeah. One yeah. that was one color, <laughs> one was another. And if you didn't like one, you could click on and it would change your clothes. I forgot about that. Yeah. The mannequin in the, in the hangar that. back in the day. Yeah. Not only lasted like one patch, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was it. I lost mine. Mine just flew out of my head when you said that because I, I had something <laughs> that I was gonna say that I wish was was in the game still. If it comes back to me, I'll mention it. We do have some questions here, so let me hit a couple of those. Uh oh, Lefty asked a question from the panelists, and this is outside of the context of what we're talking about, but it is a good re relevant question. He says, you know, uh what is your best guess that you think 318 will go PTU wave one? Do you guys think it will go wave one prior to the holiday break? Uh, or do you have a certain day? Do you think next week, week after next? What are your thoughts? Just give me a I wild guess. My, my guess is they're going to do what they do every year, right at the last week of, uh, or before Christmas, releasing a PTU, let us test it and then they're gonna come back and release it after they do a couple little patches for they release it live in january that's my guess okay so you think it'll go live january but ptu before christmas before the holiday yeah right before holiday right, right before they go on break okay cal roddy wildest guess and i know you're just giving me a wild <laughs> guess so what's your wildest guess i say we go back to tradition man just release it to live before christmas and let everybody suffer <laughs> yeah okay okay, okay. Yeah. F F F F F F F F what about you fc 
Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go by, by what Jared Huckabee said. He said December 8th. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have to agree with Calvati. December 24th, and you go to PT year, and then uh, I had the mad rush that weekend or uh, that week. And then um, in January, it hurt live. Okay, so you both, you and you and Gio are saying PTU only before the holidays, live after the holidays. I'm with Cal Roddy. Now I know there's some people who say, yeah, it was real tough because one year they had to bring in the people and fix stuff, but that was a fluke year. I mean, it was broke. The game was broke. <laughs> it was broke. No, no, no. We're talking about the year when it was really broke and the game okay. didn't function and they and people had to come in off of vacation to fix it. They always keep some staff working. And one of the benefits of when they do release it before the holidays is that they get a lot of data because people are off work and they're playing the game during the holidays they get a lot of data during that time so i believe that the game is going to go to ptu live before and i do my my thing is i think they're going to go live before we go to christmas holiday break before they go on their two three week break so we'll yeah, see what happens what, 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 what yeah what if it's a fucked up patch though now, so mind you, you mind you survive. mind you mind you if it's broke broke they won't do it because they got burned last time but what i'm saying is any patch is not going to be 100 percent when it first comes out when it goes live but is it playable is it something that we're willing to live with because of all the good stuff in it will the community say yeah we know it's broke but we're having a good time if the patch is in that state they'll do it beforehand but if it's busted like you said oh. geo if it's busted it'll wait till afterward it'll just stay in ptu and that'll be it. And you know what they may do? themselves, and then they always do it again. Well, you know what they may do? They may just do 100% PTU, but not live. So they may mm -hmm. go beyond wave one. They, and, 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 that, and that gives them that gives them the excuse to say it's in PTU. You know what I mean? And it can stay in PTU. We got one more question. And guys, I got to wrap it up a little bit early there because we're running late. We're 20 minutes behind. Uh, Pops in Space says, do you think we will ever have the ability to change our modules in and out of the hangers or will we have to fly to places like cousin crows to make changes um what do you guys think do you think that when you want to change a module in your ship it'll be done like at the terminal in your hangar or will you actually have to go to so like let's say you've got a retaliate or let's say you got a caterpillar you want to put in your medical module and your repair module that's basically what he's asking do you have to go to a specialized place to do it or can you do it from your terminal or within your hangar any votes on I that? To, I don't think I don't think you'll be able to do it from, from your from your from your terminal hang up. I think you have to go to Cousin Crows or someplace uh, uh, analogous to a Cousin Crows. Like I'm mean, I'm not expecting to be carrying my my big uh, Endeavor modules around with me everywhere and and being able to to swap about by, by myself. I'm thinking you have to go to, go go someplace to to change them. Kelrody. Um, I would say they'd probably give you the choice, maybe um, based on the time thing or resource thing. We don't know what how flexible the Hangar Manager app may be, mm -hmm. um, but who knows, maybe going to Cousin Crows can, of course, allow you to buy it, but also they have the resources, they have the equipment there, maybe to, to do it faster. Okay. Geo. Yeah, I'm hoping they just kind of go to Cousin Crows because it would make more sense to actually have that gameplay there where you have to take your ship, take your ship to the shop, to get uh, specific parts and uh, maybe uh, get it overclocked and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. in your hangar, you shouldn't have that type of equipment. Like you guys were saying earlier, you don't have that type of equipment. Like if you're, you park your car in the garage, you don't have a, a big, uh, you know, winch to lift up your, mm -hmm. your motor and work on it and change out modules or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think the same thing should apply in, in this situation. Okay. Okay. Very cool.
All right. Well, thank you guys for those questions. We appreciate that. And thank you guys for the donations so far. You guys have put us almost at uh, 4,000, brought us this $1,000 short of our goal. <clears throat> Excuse me. Please forgive my raspy voice. I want to see if I can update this very quickly. I'm going to try to update it. Let's see if I hit this and I hit that. You did. Wonderful. You guys are awesome. You guys oh, have wow. put us cool. over. We're, we're already on our way there. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, you can do it. Yeah, you guys are hitting it. Listen, we want to give you guys some background to what's going on with that. And I do want to make another acknowledgement in a second because we've done our Q&A. But before we do that, you know, let's do our first acknowledgement here. One of our supporters here, you guys have seen his name before that pops up, is uh, Matt Style. And Matt Style, uh, other than supporting us financially um, and also just being here and supporting us in general, um, often will submit things to us, different graphic pieces of artwork. And I've been collecting them over a period of time, and I keep trying to find an opportunity to show them. And I just said, you know what? I'm at the end of the year. I'm recognizing some stuff that's been happening with us. And I wanted to show you guys some of the cool stuff that he's done. I don't even think, I don't know if FC has even seen some of this stuff. So I want to show some of the cool things that he's done. He has done stuff like this for us. And, we, you know, I've always tried to figure out, like, what's a great opportunity to use them. And so what I want to start doing them is using them in our marketing material, uh, whether it be, you know, through social media or things like this. So Matt Style, that's cool. I definitely would love to use some of these very cool items that he has thrown together for us. Uh, he's put oh, some labor and some work into these. Um, and so we would love to be able to put them into some good use. So Matt Style, we want to give a shout out to you, uh, for thinking about us and putting in this labor of love, uh, and just submitting this stuff to us without, you know, we didn't ask you to do anything, but man, just some really, really cool, cool visuals that you guys have sent us. So y'all give a shout out to Mad Style cause he's, uh, he's showing some love by sending us these very, very cool things. Um, real quick, before we go, I do want to show, talk a little bit about our fundraiser once again. Uh, we talked about that this is based around uh, helping uh, one of our, our original content creators, Alyssiana Noir. We're going to show her video one more time so you guys can see it. We're going to uh, show you. Uh, yeah. Before you start, when do you want to do the giveaway? After I do that. Okay. Because if I do the giveaway, people leave and then they don't hear about the fundraiser. Methods of the right, madness. Sure. Methods of the no, madness. No giveaway till we hit five thousand, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Methods <laughs> of the madness. No. So it, we, we want to show you guys the video of Alicia so you'll know who she is. Be sure to check out her. She does, does uh, still have things on YouTube. She does put out stuff every once in a while. Check her out. A lot, really good information. If you like science fiction, you'll really dig what she does. So let's let you watch that for a second. Oops, wrong screen. I got to go back to my original screen here. <clears throat> Here we go. I think. Nope, didn't want to do it. Hold on a second. Where is my Luciana video? Boom, boom, boom. There we go. Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of Citizen Spotlight, where we get to talk to some of the amazing content creators within the Star Citizen community. What happened to this, Tyler? Joining me this week is YouTuber Alyssiana. Hey, Alyssiana, thank you gone. for joining me today. <laughs> come and come. Hi, Tyler. Thank you for having me. You've had a gaming blog for over we did a decade. An episode Why did you start now. making CIG Star Citizen videos? Employees well, come and gone. I've been gaming, primarily doing MMOs for a really long time, and I always blog about my adventures. And so I started including pictures of Star Citizen, but the scope and fidelity is really just hard to explain, I think, in words and Thanks for the photograph. 
So I wanted people to really understand what I was experiencing this early in the game's development life cycle. So I wanted to include video. Can you tell the viewers what kind of content people can expect to see on your YouTube page? I primarily do two shows. One is Casual Citizen, which is ship reviews, game mechanics, talks about the content that's currently in the alpha or what's upcoming. Thanks and for then the I do follow. something a little quirkier called the Star Citizen Night Bus, which is a lot of op-ed lore, and I've recently started doing some fan fiction set in the Star Citizen universe. I'm looking forward to future episodes. One last question before we go. What is your favorite ship so far? It's going to be the ship I purchased last, which was the 890 Jump. That's an excellent choice. Thanks again for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you for having me. That's all for Citizen Spotlight. Let's see what's going on this week in Star Citizen. Okay, okay. So that's the video that we wanted to show you guys with Alyssiana. And again, uh, thank you guys so much, those of you who've been donating already. Uh, here's the opportunity. If you want to give something toward this, uh, the, the GoFundMe, the, uh, the barcode you see on the right side is directly to the GoFundMe. You can learn more about it. You can give directly uh, for Jennifer Bryant, her daughter, uh, who's suffering from illness. The details are there. Uh, if you want to do it through us, uh, the merchandise you see on the left are brand new mugs that we created for, for uh, this particular uh, fundraiser. Uh, those mugs are from each one of the uh, Soul Citizens, different quotes that they've said during the shows. That barcode is there. will take you directly to our Streamlabs store. Any profits that come in from that month of December from Streamlabs, whether it's through the mugs or keychains or shirts or whatever, we're going to donate toward this charity fundraiser. So we're hoping you guys can help us to reach that $5,000 goal uh, that Alyssiana is going for. And uh, yeah, that's the name of that tune. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the giveaway now, Fast Cart, because I know you were eager to give away something. So we're going to do that. Is that okay? <laughs> you want to do the giveaway? All right, gang. Uh, we're going to do our giveaway now. And this is going to be a giveaway for a uh, RSI uh, Galaxy. Right, Galaxy? It is the yeah. core yeah. one. No modules. No modules. No modules, okay? Just the core one. You can build it out the way you want to build it out. And so we are going to let you guys do that. So before you guys... Start putting anything in because it is not exclamation point giveaway. I can tell you that now. All right. Um, I know folks were typing that in like an hour ago. Um, I want, I'm going to clear out the queue. So as long as there's names in the queue, guys, I'm going to erase it. So please don't put anything in there right now. Hold tight. Just because you get in there early means Stop absolutely nothing. <laughs> yes. Do not put anything that else means in, keep guys. Going. Yeah, they keep doing it. The long as y'all keep putting stuff in, I'm not doing the thing. That's it. That's all I can tell you. Or you have yourself to blame. Yeah, I know. You only, you I know. I don't blame. know why people keep putting stuff in. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, you know what? Never mind. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and do something different. That way, if they put it in, then if it's the Everyone wrong who type word, giveaway is banned. No, they won't be banned. <laughs> they won't be banned. All right, exclamation point galaxy if you're a subscriber you get double the chances to be able to get in exclamation point galaxy all right so drop that in gang and uh yeah we'll see who's interested in getting a galaxy hopefully we'll have a good winner here uh i'm part of the giveaway too oh, by yeah. the way yeah this is twitch only right not youtube yes oh thank you fast car for saying that this is only for folks on twitch we have no way to incorporate our youtube and twitch in so YouTube people, I'm sorry, unless you want to log into Twitch very quickly to get in, which you are more than welcome to do. Uh, you don't have to be a follower or you don't have to be a subscriber for our channel to do this. So you can just uh, yeah, matter of fact, I'm going to put the, the link in, in YouTube for people. Yeah, please people do. Can, yeah, can that go. way if you're in, because we do want our YouTube folks, if they want to be able to participate in this, 
that they can. So yes. Better run your ass over here. Yeah, they're coming. They'll be over in a second. Oh, what's your favorite module so far? Not my uses. Okay, way to go. All right. All right, looks like we've got the bulk of everybody in. Once again, exclamation point galaxy. If you guys want to be in this. And uh, Jeff Wheeland, 84, thank you for that follow. And Lima, thank you for that resub for four months. We appreciate that. Texas Horny Toad, thank you. Red Waters, thank you for the follow. Also, Star Cronus, thank you for the follow. Appreciate that. All righty, all righty, all righty. Let's see what we've got going right now. Meatly, thank you for that follow. We appreciate that. All right, uh, Gio, give us the countdown on the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and we're going to punch it. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Boom. Kim Lo Caesar. Kim Lo Caesar. Kim Lo. <laughs> are you there, Kim Lo? Are you <laughs> out there? Agent right. Kim Lo. Kim Lo, there you go. Here we go. Congratulations. Congratulations. Kim Lo, send us a RSI email that you want this sent to. You can send it to soulcitizens at gmail.com or you can DM me or you can dm fast card uh yeah, whatever you do don't put it in twitch chat <laughs> yes don't put it in twitch chat please yes but you can send it to soul citizens at gmail make sure you put in your, that is you and your rsi email and we will get that out to you as soon as possible so once congratulations. again congratulations congratulations you after you get it <laughs> <laughs> congratulations on that okay oh, man, if you had won that, that is... <laughs> yeah i know i know i know oh, i know perfect twitch clip like yeah rich, <laughs> i know okay fast card would you let everybody know about thursday please Thursday, we have Soul Talk. Uh, that's 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, 1 to 2 a.m. UTC. We'll be talking, uh, Star Citizen, members of the community. That's your, your chance to come in and chat with us about what's going on in the, um, the gaming, uh, the game that week. Normally, we cover um, Star Citizen Live, we cover ISC, we cover Minnesota, and whatever else is going on. So that's Soul Talk, Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Calrati, voices, please. All right, Soul Citizens or Soul Voices, Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, where we talk about a whole slew of concerns, community topics from Reddit. We post Spectrum all over. So if you want, you can join in, listen to us, or even join us and have, you know, give us your opinion. So, you know, we're always open and we can't wait to see you there. Awesome. And then next Sunday, uh, we're going to be continuing with our show. This is called Stop the Steal. Um, and this is going to be really about not just the Cutlass Steel, but talking about dropships, whether it's the Hoplite, the Valkyrie, uh, talk about the Cutlass Steel and their playability in the game, which ones you like, don't like, what could make them better, how you use them in the game. So that'll be next Sunday, next Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Hopefully you guys will be able to join us for that. <clears throat> there was one more slide, <clears throat> excuse me, that I forgot to put in. And I do want to put it in because I do want to talk about it for just one quick hot second. Yesterday, we held a bar citizen, our virtual bar citizen. And this was the last one for the year. And we did it based around, um, what do we call it? Uh, IAE, right? IAE. And uh, yesterday, we did it. And I want to put the picture up for you guys right there. I'm going to occupy the screen for just a second here so you can see. We had about... 
I think on an average about 85 to 90 people that were here yesterday that joined us on yep. Zoom. Uh, we had a really, really great time yesterday. Uh, folks from CIG attended as always. We had a surprise visitor yesterday. Uh, Night Riders usually there, but we had um, uh, Brian Chambers came by and hung out with us. And we also had um, Toast came by and hung out with us. And we had a really, 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 really great time. Uh, we ran two events, one earlier in the morning. We had people in from Bosnia, Singapore, Australia, Tanzania, uh, Japan, uh, France. And then we had folks from the good old USA. I don't think we had anybody from South America this time. We had folks from Canada, North America. We had plenty know. of folks that came yesterday and hung out with us. So we want to give a shout out to everybody who came yesterday. Hope you had guys had a grand time and a lot of fun hanging out with us. And of course, we want to thank CIG because they always turn out and show out and have a great time with the community as well. So thank you guys for that. And before we check out, I just want to say one last update. We are less than $750 away from um, 5,000 gold. So we're at 4252 right now. 4252 for, for, for That is awesome. Right awesome. So we are getting there. So thank you guys for your contributions. Those who get subscribed today, thank you guys too. You guys always put us at 54% within our first week. So we'll probably top off. By the way, we're only going to be doing two more shows. The show next week, which is uh, Stop the Steal. And then we're doing our holiday wishes show and then we're going to be off for a couple weeks so um yeah hopefully we'll see you guys at our shows on tuesday on i'm sorry on thursday on saturday and of course next sunday special thanks to my partners cal Roddy and fast cart and to our guest back again for his third time sub Vigio. what's up brother we appreciate you being here tonight as always yeah, no problem man as always y'all gonna always just call me geo you ain't gotta say hold oh, sub geo that's just that's just my handle you always be geo get money to me man all right well listen we are going to get it set up for our raid we are going to be raiding the five star i don't know if it's supposed to be the five star or the fifth star but that's who we're going to send you all over to when you get there uh send some love let them know you came from soul citizens if you like what you see of course follow them and hopefully we'll see you guys this week we want to tell you guys to stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, peace, love, and soul. We'll see you guys soon. Take care. Have a great Ciao, week. Ciao, people. Ciao.